What's going on? It's uh, January 29th. Uh, man, ever, ever since I started kind of, uh, you know, writing a bit again, you know, it's... I'm trying not, I'm trying not to get into that whole, uh, whole thing where I kind of, you know, just write down stuff and then just leave the thought go, well, you know, I, I've been on a roll lately, so these are my fucked up head. I know this might just seem mediocre stuff to everyone else, but I feel like I've been on kind of a roll with, you know, writing and kind of putting on the topics before, you know, anything like, putting on the topics before, like, it gets too cluttered in my head, and I'm gonna be, like, two weeks behind, you know what I mean, and I feel like, for the next, for the next, like, like, a little bit, like, there's still gonna be some craziness going on, but before the craziness amps up again, because you know Trump is gonna show up again, right, you know, in some fashion, you know what I mean, I, I, again, I watch too much professional wrestling, you, you, you think you got rid of the heel, we're all happy, we're stuck with the neoliberal heel, Who's supposed to be a good guy, and then you know, boom, you know what I mean. I know that, and and when someone he does resurface, it'll probably be something fucking huge. Um, you know, I. But yeah, the more I read about this whole hedge fund stuff, it just makes you realize how much I don't understand. Like, I kind of like whatever, whatever, like, uh, stock market and Wall Street talk happens, right? I basically follow like you know the comp- I comprehend like what's being said in, in in some way, but I just I really can't I really just can't like get my mind around the fucking the the stock market like, I I don't understand these terminologies shorting shorting the sell and all that kind of stuff you know what I mean then people are like and then everything's in abbreviations and you know it, it just it, it fucking drives me fucking crazy so I I mean basically. Uh, I mean, basically, just from what I understand, because I feel that I feel like with now with the, the 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 law, uh, like the, the the politicians like AOC and Ted Cruz and all of them, kind of finding common ground on this, even though she's like saying that, hey, you almost had me killed. I'm not fucking. I'm, I'll do it with any other Republican, whatever, and all that. It feels like with 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 them go, you know, kind of calling out the app Robin Hood, from halting any um any trades that are taking place, from what I understand. So, like, you know, and then, of course, Ja Rule chimed in because Ja Rule needs to chime in. And, of course, that whatever Ja Rule chimes in, that's when you know, like, you know, maybe there's something up with, like, this becoming discourse, you know what I mean? Then, he got, then the poor guy gets bombarded with Dave Chappelle. He gets bombarded with Dave Chappelle, um... Um, memes and clips and all that type of shit. He's never gonna let that down. I I'm gonna keep staying till till the day I die. Dave, I think Dave Chappelle is more responsible for the end of Ja Rule than Fifty Cent or Eminem. That's my personal opinion. But yeah, let me uh let me see um. Uh, like like you know again I I have okay like for example right here what I'm gonna. I'm going to be going through some of the, like, some of the retweets I put out, so then at least I can, like, uh, so then at least I can, you know, have, uh, like, here's one from, like, Ricky Rawls, at least, 
Watch how banks and Wall Street institutions will all rig the system to cover their asses and appeal for government to help them help cover their asses and redistribute taxpayer money in their favor as response. Remember that when people say capitalism works and socialism doesn't. All the mayhem that is caused by this and the manipulating was done in response to. None of it will get counted as capitalism failing as a system. All the bailouts and regulations and special treatment that follows won't get counted as handout and wealth distribution. You know what I mean? And see, when I see points like that, I'm like, oh my god, this, this is like this is genius. Whatever. You know what I mean? I'll be able to retain this, and I can't retain it. Like I can't, I, I, I can't, I, I can't retain it. Sometimes, so I, I gotta read some of these things to like you know, uh, to like you know, kind of uh, give me a reminder. Like, you know what I mean? And go like, you know, Jack Allison wrote, like, I guess they halted trading on almost all public stock trading websites so that the only institutional investors have access to the market. Seems like an open, fair legal system. So basically, yeah, see, this is a trend between, and again, like, first it was like, uh, people on the people online that are doing it. Now it's like everybody in, in the mainstream with their late night talk shows, which the, which the day it happened, maybe there were, were I mean, they, a lot of film their shows like when the news is already broken out. So like, this would have been news by by the time it was four p.m. or five p.m. Right? I mean, you know what I mean. But I thought like they were making a conscious effort not to fucking mention it. Maybe because like some people who are not mentioning it might like be in on some shit. You know what I mean? Maybe they have stock. I I, I wish I I actually wish I got into stocks, man. I I, I again I I have no idea how that shit works. Uh, and then you know, Jack puts, uh, here's the thing, this is legal. It's legal for institutional money to collude to protect their assets and fuck you over. Just like it's how it's legal that there's a company that gets the raw feed of purchases data from Robinhood and has bots use that to auto-buy stock. So yeah, so that became like a whole thing with like you know, Robinhood, you know, not allowing that, people calling it out. You know what I mean, and and it feels like you know, the, 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 it feels like people are taking more action. The, the, they're taking more act. They're taking more action with, uh, um, with you know this this with this uh you know, uh, this Wall Street bets thing, over like a p- pandemic that's really fucking over people. But I guess that's by design is to push us over. I guess that they're trying to do the storyline so like it causes fucking havoc. It causes havoc and uh, uh, you know, uh, like you just maybe cr- crash the market somehow because like because like now people are just gonna keep pointing out, oh look, they, they didn't let other people cheat, but like they're allowed to cheat. You know, it just makes no fucking sense to me. But like a moral technique point, like speaking of shorting the stock, did they ever find out who shorted those airline stocks just before nine eleven? Just asking, you Wall Street fucks are worried about GameStop, but there are deeper questions that got that get brought up. Enjoy. And then you know you, you know what I mean. It, it's again that's an interesting point too. See, I, I never thought about the nine eleven stocks. I remember, you know what I mean. Like see again because you whenever you do nine eleven, I just think about. Oh, the incident happened and all that, but then when you put together like insider trading and like you know the the bogus fucking nine eleven report that happened under oath and uh, not under oath but in secret, you know when they didn't have to testify under oath, you know it kind of 
makes you fucking wonder. Yeah, and, and then here's another thing goes, it's not a leftist position, uh, Jack Allison put, it's not a leftist position to be anti-short selling in my opinion. Obviously, the entire stock market is all immoral, but especially targeting short selling is arguing you that you think companies should be able to grow inf infinity forever without pesky things like fraud investigators. We were watched by the target. We were watching, watched the target by, uh, be very specifically shifted from hedge fund billionaires to short sellers today. I think that's on purpose, and that is true. I I noticed that on the next from like like yesterday, with the cold, a lot of it, a lot of it was like you know the first day, all it was hedge fund, hedge fund, hedge fund, hedge funds, it was all that right, and then and then and then and then yesterday it was. Short selling, short selling, and again, and I guess like that kind of lures it into a little fucking box. They're gonna put it in. They're gonna like you know blend it together. So then, again, you know, and 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 again, there's another thing that uh um that was pointed out by you know Trevor from Champagne Sharks about how, like you know because like people, because um people uh, you know, frauded the system. You know, took it to the hedge fund, right? It's like some of these some of these leftist accounts on 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 Twitter, are like walking walk up welcoming them to like, to like to their clique and all that. But then like, it's like we give people that we 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 give people that shit, when you know then when the when they do it to the resistance, right? So I feel like everyone does the tactics of like, kind of being pretentious a little bit with it, but I feel when when leftists are doing it, kind of at least. The side that they're fighting for is good, you know what I mean. It's kind of like it's kind of like how when people when people like argue, like, you know, don't care about celebrity marriages and all that type of stuff, but then they get so worked up over like, you know, the interracial interracial marriages or perfect representation of of a, of 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 a Hollywood couple, like you know, the perfect family kind of thing, whatever. But it's like all these people, whether they're giving you a good representation or not, it's all phony regardless. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like the same thing. It's like we fall for the same kind of tactics that we hate on other other fucking tactics, you know, other tactics that neoliberals do. You know what I mean? I, I guess we all got to use the same tactics, but then, you know. Uh, hold on, what else is there? Again, this whole thing just confuses me because it's like it, it requires me to use... You know, more, uh, it requires me to, you know, use more, um, uh, um, more brain power that I'm ready to use. And because, like, you know, trying to process all of this within, like, five minutes of understanding what the fuck stocks are, I just fucking give up. So I just basically put it together, okay, well, okay, this guy, crooked Wall Street people are pissed off at other people who who did something, something crooked, but now they want them stopped because they're beating them at their game and only they can do it. And now everyone's chiming in as a character. So much so, John Stewart decided to join Twitter. 
I thought I thought he always had it. I could have sworn he did. Maybe it was on the Daily Show or something like that. But uh, you know, wouldn't like you know? I mean, would that be like when like AJ like AJ Styles debuted at on like Royal Rumble, like like four years ago, like that? What what the equivalent of what John Stewart coming on Twitter is? Because Twitter is like the WWE of of uh, of social media. It's just weird. I I wonder. You know, again, uh, you know. Uh, uh, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle was, had a Twitter account, still up, by the way, tweets are still up as well, and he lasted, like, five days, you know, his last tweet, like, he started, he started, he started, like, I think it was March, was it March 20th or April 20th, and then he stopped on the 25th, you know, I wonder if John Stewart's gonna fizzle out before, you know, like, you won't hear from him after five days, or, you know what I mean, he, he won't, you know. Uh, uh, trying to find other things that you know that I can read that I can kind of get get me going a little bit. So then I gotta read the tweet. Yeah, see the fact that Elon Musk is also getting involved with like talking about the 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 Robin Hood app and all that type of stuff. It's like okay, so now all these characters are gonna be pretending like. Like, like making it seem like they're calling it calling it out, but like maybe you'll find out that they're all fraud. I mean, people know they're frauds, right? But people are gonna. Uh, and then he, and then I think well, one of the tweets was, "I can't imagine how confusing it must be to to be a cable numb boomer boomer who thought everything was back to normal after voting Trump out." And since and and has since borne witness to the Senate being taken over by a horned Viking QAnon man, and and the stock market booming with meme stocks. So that was funny. No, I'm trying to find the other one. Uh, and like and and the fact that you know they you know they can uh, shut down these fucking these Reddit sites, but like you know let out like you know let a lot of other fucking sick shit play. A lot of fucking, you know, uh, some of these Reddits where, where people were saying that there's like, you know, jailbait Reddit and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like they, they always keep, they always censor something that really can benefit like real people. But then like they, again, it's like the system wants that out there. You know what I mean? Whether it be the internet or not, the system is always. Uh, Maybe all the fucking you know all maybe all the people that all the rich people that are cry, uh, that are crying maybe they should live between you know live within their means or you know pull pull their fucking uh, bootstraps up. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, this is the tweet that I want to see from Jack. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I shouldn't call him Jack Allison. I'm trying to. I'm reading his gimmick. It's a Grinch posting. But yeah, this is one. This one's a good one. Most likely outcome now that I think a lot, I think I think a lot is a lot of the short sellers do get fucked tomorrow. Robin Hood gets shut down in the aftermath, and they find someone on the WSB to make an example of with an SC with an SEC violation. Institutional side maybe get bailed out. Yeah. But basically, yeah, all this showed me was with the way it's manipulated, it, it proves what everyone, what other people, other smart people t- were talking about, that, like, like you know, the whole game is kind of rigged. 
You know what I mean? It's, it's always funny when, like, people say, oh, you, you you can't rig this, you can't rig that, but if it's been able to be done for a while, then of course, you know. Trying to, you know, trying to see what other ones are going on. It's insane, man. It's really insane. But yeah, jaw. How about this one? Uh, the 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 House. The the Republicans put Marjorie Taylor Green. Uh this fucking really right wing nut. In charge of education, and she's a QAnon person. See now, this is this is uh, complicated with how you know it's being addressed because people can just address it on the surface and just dismiss all her you know all her conspiracies. What I fucking hate about situation like this, there are like I feel like there are legitimate fucking things about sex like real sex trafficking and abuse and all that type of stuff, but now you have people with the QAnon QAnon shit, where they're saying that you know they're after that you know all that fucking shit. But, like, they're attached to other immoral shit, immoral shit where they might be doing the same fucking thing, you know, the fact, you know, and then the, the conspiracy, again, they always put the right-wingers conspiracy, and maybe I fell for this, right? But, like, I'm not saying that any, I'm not saying that any of these uh, shootings or any of that are, like, like oh, the, the, it never happened and all that kind of shit. But, like, I don't understand why, like, if they can, like, do coups in other countries and all of that, why couldn't they do, you know, um... To, pa- to pass an agenda, why couldn't they, you know, uh, orchestrate something to happen? Especially when there's so much mystery behind these things. You know what I mean? Like, I actually believe people fucking died in in it, but I also can believe that, you know, something could be orchestrated, right? But, like, now she's saying it's a false flag. It's, like, one of those things where, like, they kind of tell the truth, but, like, the fucking neoliberals are going to chastise them for that specific thing, not not because they are evil and actually dangerous for other fucking reasons, but you're gonna lump in, and by by the, and by the way, when when uh when a lot of these uh, neoliberal types they do that kind of thing, people who already don't trust the neoliberals are that actually pushes that actually pushes people to the right because people are gonna be like oh the oh even these liberals can't even entertain. Like, the possibility of any kind of conspiracy theory that goes on, right? So then automatically you go, well, I might as well align with some of these people who don't like the mainstream media. And that might be some people on the right wing. But people don't ever want to analyze it like that. Because it would require to actually have more of a nuanced discussion. And actually expose that there's actually more professional wrestling and all of this as goes on. But... Everyone wants to, you know, be a sports entertainer. Everyone wants to, you know, do that. But anyway, she got put in the, you know, the, uh, the they're trying to get rid of her because she wanted to, uh, you know, do something to Nancy Pelosi. You know what I mean? And the fact that, you know, it's someone who's already in government and all that. Listen, I'm not a fan of Nancy Pelosi, right? You know what I mean? And I'm sure there's people who are leftists who hate Nancy Pelosi. Who, 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 when Marjorie said that she wanted to do that, I'm sure there's people who've gotten screwed, screwed over by Nancy Pelosi would have been like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really care what happens to her, like kind of in a way. You know what I mean? So it's it's like whoever the targets are, uh, like whoever like she you know she 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 targets 
are already like already like pe- people on the on 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 the leftist side actually hate the hate Nancy Pelosi. So then, of course, like you know, guys, like it's kind of like when you know AOC kind of has to like you know we're talking about abolishing the police or defunding the police or whatever. Then she uses, to, you know, to rehab the police because of of something that someone else did or something like that. So like you're it's all it's it's kind of like if a right wing does it and they kind of did, did it to a cop, then all of a sudden we're supposed to rehab what you know cops who have already you've told us for the last fucking you know how many fucking months uh, that, that that they're evil and you're doing all this you know uh, you know you're doing all this uh, you know. Uh, all this pretentious bullshit where you're, where you're, where you're basically helping, like, where you're basically pretending that you really give a shit about the actual cause, or maybe you don't actually give a fuck about, like, you know, the the, the cop and you're, you're saving face because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to come across like you're being like, uh, because, again, if, if she didn't care about the quote-unquote cop, then, you know, she would probably get more chastised and more shit on because m- more shit on by, like, the, the establishment and then pile on more for her, you know what I mean? She's in her sports entertainment phase where now she she had the people that are calling her out, she probably kind of is associated with them on some level, maybe. Just like it does, like, everyone has their fucking base where they gotta work their storylines to kind of get something going in some kind of way. Uh, you know. But anyway, yeah, they're putting it, so again, like, a lot, so, so that I don't know what's gonna happen with her, but they're, they're trying to get rid of her, but again, they, they, you know, allow, allow these people, she, she harassed the Parkland shooters, uh, the Parkland victim, sorry, after, like, uh, after the shot, well, the thing was done, and it, it felt like, you know, like, even that, like, even that, man, I, I, I have no idea what's real and what's not, and what's, like, orchestrated and what's not, and if you question anything, you're a fucking crazy loon, because the entire system is in on fucking whatever happens, and you gotta keep it fucking a little bit sane, you don't know anything, and I don't fucking know anything. I don't know anything about anything that I'm talking about. I have no no idea what the hell's going on. That's probably why I'm alone. But yeah, I, I'm 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 like I'm so I'm I'm so like I'm trying to get I'm trying to get rid of this, but at the same time, I try to find the balance. I do write this stuff down. And I have better thoughts sometimes when I write this stuff down, but then at the same time, when I try to read it from my fuck from the when I read it down. They, it doesn't sound as natural. And then when I do it freestyle, trying to remember what I was trying to say, of course I'm stuttering. I'm going all over the place. I haven't slept yet. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to uh, figure out which words I'm u- which words I'm going to use. Do I keep repeating the same fucking words? It's a whole bunch of fucking stupidness for, for a podcast that's only listened to by, like, let's say, max, like, 15, 20 people, probably, I guess. I don't know. You know. Uh, how about the... Okay, yeah, Barry Weiss is a fucking hypocrite, per usual. She's doing... Let me see who the fucking woman... Cause I see this woman who she's going to have uh, a little meeting greet with. Uh, let me see. Barry... 
serious. I hate this woman so much, man. So hold on a second. So the, 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 there's this woman uh, named Her Hersey Her Ali, and she's on record demanding the military destruction of all Islam, not radical Islam, no extremism, Islam itself. And for and for wife to claim she's proud to share the stage with a woman who is like demanding genocide tells you all you need to know about both of them. But yeah, like Hersey Her Her Ali, I've seen her on Bill Maher's show. And back when I was a little bit more brainwashed, I'd be like, oh, cool, Bill Maher does have a Muslim on, whatever, right? And, you know, and again, like, this this person, like, you know, goes there, and she she's there for the same, for the reason that Bill Maher jerks off to, to hear about how backwards Islam is, and everyone can shit on that. And they do it in an intellectualized way without mentioning what's going on. So, of course, Barry Weiss, being the Zionist that she is, she's going to fucking share the stage with her. Pretend she gives a fuck, but she doesn't give a fuck about the Palestinians. She doesn't give a fuck about, you know, the people, the BDS activists. The BDS. Yeah, BDS activists that she has canceled and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And Barry Weiss is like... Ayan, her name is Ayan Hersey Ali. Is one of those people who many admit to be admit to people who many admit to be admiring in private, but are scared to say it out loud. I could not be prouder to share a spiritual statement. So, already you're saying that, like you know, so you're you're in, and again, I I don't buy I I I buy that there's probably a lot of people that feel like she does. So, you know what I mean? And they're putting it under, under this progressive fucking thing about it. Oh, they're scared, oh, they're scared of saying it. No, they're scared of being called out for being a fucking, being a racist because they are a fucking racist. You know, if if you agree with her or you agree with Barry Weiss, in my fucking opinion. They're, they're ultimately scum, in my personal opinion, but... I remember one time before I even knew anything about Barry Weiss... She was on Bill Maher's show, and I remember I was tweeting along, and I was like, and then I go, and I go, and before I, I looked her up and see what she was about, I'm like, yeah, this Barry Weiss chick seems pretty fucking cool, and she seems level-headed about stuff, whatever, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden I find out, oh shit, she's a, I remember, you know, she's on Joe Rogan, and she's like, she's calling somebody a, to a toady, and then she didn't even know what the fucking term meant. What was it I forget who it was. Was it Elon Omar or was it AOC? I don't know. You know, uh, but yeah, Barry Weiss is back in the fucking news. You know. Oh Lord, I want to get. To, I want to get somebody again. I might do the, do the wrestling portion later. I'll probably attach it to the same podcast, but I just wanted to get through some of the topics that were going on. You know what I mean? If I can get my fucking, uh, you know, if I, 
Oh my god, I, I want to stop, I want to get a glass of fucking water or something like that, but I don't know, man. I should just just go, I mean, no one's listening to this anyways, right? Hold on, just give me one second then, wait one fucking second, I'll try to get some water. I know my voice annoys the living shit out of everyone. I don't have the proper mic equipment, you know, I just kind of come on here, shoot the shit. And then, you know, people will still hate on this, even though, like, you know, I'm, I'm staying in my own corner. But it's, it's it's good enough for me to stay in my own corner, you know what I mean? It's good enough for staying in my own corner where the, where people will check on me, like, okay, he's there. He hasn't gone to the top yet, so we can, you know, keep a tabs on him right here. That's where I kind of belong to a lot of people, you know what I mean? If 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 I, you know, if I just trusted everyone to come around, you know what I mean? Then, you know, people would basically love everything that I do or whatever, but I I like to do stuff on my own, really. I, I was on I was on Periscope, uh, like, well, I mean, it was today, technically, because it was past midnight, whatever. And, I, again, this cool dude that I talk to sometimes, you know, about do the numerology shit, but me and him always bump heads with capitalism and all that type of stuff. And because a lot of the stuff that, you know, he might say, I've heard kind of being repeated ad nauseum, kind of in a way, and you know what I mean, he, he kind of thinks that, like, Ch- China's gonna take over, or whatever, he thinks China's, like, the real Nazis and all that, and, and the thing is, it's, like, it's just weird, because, like, you know, I mean, I, and again, he, he says, like, you know, the, the Republican Party is more for the black, for black people, listen, I, and I, I, I kept reiterating, because he think because he keeps thinking that I keep saying that, like, you know, the left is, like, the Democrats. Like, I have no issue with him, like, having a problem with Democrats. You know what I mean? Because Democrats have fucked over, you know, a, a lot of fucking people, you know. Uh, uh, but, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, I never buy into that whole, or oh, the Republicans will fucking, will, will save us. You know what I mean? And and for a guy that, you know, because again, with the numerology shit, he's such a, de- he's such a deep level guy where, where me and him kind of agree on, certain things, but then when he thinks that capitalism is, like, the answer and all that kind of shit, and he basically, you know what I mean, he, he thinks the end of the world, you know, the end of the world is happening because of gender bending and all of that kind of shit, you know what I mean, and he thinks it's kind of, for he falls for the upper echelon shit, I feel, and then he, you know, and then the thing is, like, he presents it, he presents it better because I'm a scatterbrained dude, so all I kind of do is just name podcasts that he should check out, but whatever like like guys who are who are, who say they're open to like like you know talking and debating or listening to new stuff, they never really want to go the leftist route. They always want to, you know, maintain the fucking status quo. So when you do that whole, well, well, like you know, pointing out other countries' evilness, but then not realizing what's you know, and then when I point out you know the U.S. does evil shit, they go well every country does evil shit. But then it's like then what? Then why does uh, China? Then, then why does China's evil shit bother you? You know what I mean? When you know the, the U.S. does that kind of shit, you know what I mean? Like it, it's always like the, the, they have no problem like kind of pointing at the en- the foreign enemy and all that, and then you try to convince me that oh look Muslims are. Muslims are being enslaved in China. Okay, fine. First of all, I don't even fucking know. Again, people say that's not true. But again, I think some people who are leftists might have a deal with some people in China where they, in order for them to call out the U.S. 
the way that they do, they got to align with something. I feel like everyone has to be compromised on some level. So I'm not saying that it isn't bad if there's like an internment camps for Muslims in China, whatever. But then when I but then the, here's the test what I always bring up. So I go, what do you think about Israel? Goes oh well. Goes what do you want me to say about that? Like so, like you're trying to convince me about China being this ultimate evil, but you're not fucking talking about Israel or what the U.S. does. And you know what I mean. He and he didn't see like he he didn't see and he he didn't seem to think that like he was he he was he said he was mad at Republicans and and Democrats because he was but he was mad at Republicans for not do, for not doing shit like not standing up further and all that. So then you know what I mean. Eventually, like he just realized that me that, that that you know, and and again because like a lot of people on Periscope, you know, they, they, whenever I'm in in a beam with somebody, it's people always organize like you know different. Okay, you go there and argue with him. You go there and argue with him. I can always tell that like he wasn't budging for his reasons. And the thing is, I knew that once he did that American exceptionalism, America being the best country in the world and all that. That's what I knew that you know why there's no point of even arguing with him really. Because I I can't argue with somebody who's gonna constantly be on that uh, like like be, be criticizing criticizing the the way that America's run means that all all of a sudden you're, you 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 hate America you're anti-American when those people are the people that love the country the most because if they if they if they didn't care about their country they wouldn't call out the corruptness in it and it just seems like they use these you know again it just it got frustrating for me um, just being in that conversation. And it's like, why do I, why do I even, why do I even try, really? You know what I mean? Like, I do have fascinating discussions with him about the whole numerology and life paths and all that kind of shit. I can see that type of shit. You know what I mean? But I, I don't know. And then you know, and then he's and then he's pointing out that like, yo, if you if you made money, you'd also be functioning. Like, yeah, I understand that everyone functions off a capitalistic fucking system, right? But that doesn't mean that I have to fucking like it or I can't call it out. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand that mentality. Like, I understand that's the only way right now where you can fucking make um, uh, make money and prosper on some, prosper on some level. But I'm just saying, like, why would you like? You know what I mean, and and, and the thing and the thing is, like, it, it it annoys me more because whenever I see a, a, a like brown or black people kind of buying into it, and I see I see a lot of brown people buying into it, like you know the the, the 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 systemic white supremacy, but like even like his definition of what white supremacy was was like you know uh like the typical right wing the, the the typical conservative talking point, the typical conservative talking point. I just got really sick of it, you know what I mean, there's one thing to be, like, a conservative, and kind of, like, not buy into what Trump's doing, and all that kind of shit, but, like, I can sense that, you know, and again, I don't think he, he, he wasn't yelling, I get loud, and I start yelling, because my voice is all, like, impassioned, and I'm a loud, loud person, but I can always tell when somebody's, like, kind of angry, 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 at me and kind of like taking subtle little jabs like oh you're you must be happy you must be happy that oh you guys won China owns Biden China owns Biden it's like dude I'm not what are you talking about you know what I mean and and again you know I it's just annoying me man it's really fucking annoying but um, let me come back in a second let me go get some water. Which means I'll probably never come back. I'll come back hours later, and then it'll seem it'll seem like nothing in here, really. Uh, give me one second.
I, I always hate the random interval. I'm, I'm, I'm back, and it's within five fucking minutes. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm glad I kind of didn't rest on my laurels and go, you know what, I did a half hour of mediocre shit, so I'm good for a minute, you know. But I always press random interludes and random sound, whatever. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, so I just think, like, it's the most randomness that anyone's actually listening to this. So, like, why do you choose that sound? And I, any, uh, why do you choose that sound over anything else? And I'm like, I don't really give a fuck. And, you know, that's been my whole fucking life, essentially. Um, how about, um, yeah, it was revealed that, uh, I'm sure people will deny it, but that it was, it, it, I think it was kind of proven that the, uh, Proud, Proud Boys, uh, were one of the people that were kind of behind the insurrection. You know what I mean? And you also find out that the, that, that the leader from Proud Boys is also like, uh, hold on a second, let me, let me check. I'm trying to look, uh... Yeah, so, AJ, the, the, the thing AJ Plus put, like, FBI arrested a Proud Boys organizer for Capitol Riot. He's accused of helping overpower police and telling others to wear black to look like Antifa. He's out on 25K bond. There have been about... 125 arrests so far, including three Oath Keepers, members charged with conspiracy. And then you also find out that the leader of the fucking group was a fucking informant or uh, or a fucking snitch. You know, for a guy, for guys that are, you know, against the fucking system, they're, they're totally with fucking, you know... I mean, I think most people on the internet are, basically. Most of these people are, you know, most of these people are, you know, compromised on some level. But it's, it's interesting, but the call suddenly like, none of these guys have any, none of them have any opinions on, you know, some people who are always about Antifa this, Antifa that, who, you know what I mean? They have nothing to say whenever it's called, you know what I mean? Because they think that because it didn't happen and, you know, People always use that, oh, well, then why is it happening in Democrat-elected cities and uh, uh, states and all that type of stuff? Like, they, like the Democrat, like, for example, like the Democrats are really behind fucking actual people. Like, they're really fucking uh, actually, uh, you know, like, they're actually, like, an actual, like, le- leftist. Like, they're not, like, centrist to the right. At least on the surface they are. Yeah, so Proud Boy Enrique Tortorio was a prolific informant for the feds. Uh, was giving you know, uh, what is it? Um, you know. Uh, and I think the bigger question should be that. 
Not that, you know, that, you know, he's an FBI informant, but the fact that, you know, he might be, like, why are the FBI involved with the Proud Boys in general? Like, you know what I mean? They just, it's, it's, it all sounds a little suspicious to me. But again, if I, again, you know, I get accused of, oh, he thinks he knows everything, he doesn't leave his house. That's good. You can always tell with, you know, with my trolls, that's going to be like the new, the, the new thing about like thinking that I know everything when I don't think I know everything. I just kind of give my theories and my theories just kind of bother people. You know, again, a guy who doesn't do anything. I mean, I understand why my theories would bother somebody, especially since, you know, I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm a piece of shit. I'm in my mom's basement. So why would my theories, you know what I mean? I'm just in the abyss. No one takes me seriously. No one likes me. But yeah, it's just strange. You can't ask these fucking questions. I mean, you can, but like people are gonna ignore them until you know it's convenience to kind of bring it up. Just like everyone who's shocked about like this whole stock market thing as well. Like you know what I mean? Like you, they, they can keep like they they keep showing you that the game is rigged and everything is kind of fucking evil and shady. And people still again either people want to be willingly be ignorant or people are you know compromised and they and and they and they don't have the permission to actually speak freely because they're more concentrated on the aesthetic of them of their lives looking better. They have a wife, they have kids, but they probably don't even want them. So like they have to like you know kind of you know just try to play a role of being a normal fucking guy when they know. That, like, everything that's being done right now is by design on some fucking level. But that's just interesting to me that, you know, the Proud Boys gonna do, you know. And then, and then with the leftist shit, like, now Jimmy Dore. I, I don't, again, listen, I, again, like I said, I fuck with Jimmy Dore's messages about, about, about things, right? But I also think that he kind of used that to an advantage because, like, now I'm hearing stories. Like, again, this is what happened when people make Twitter threads and they get fucking boosted up. People claim that Fred Hampton worked side by side with some with some fucking white supremacist people to, like, you know, convince them they're working class. And I think with the story, I think it's exaggerated where he's, he worked maybe with working class people but wanted to you know, kind of get rid of their fucking belief system of, you know, that. Like, I don't think Fred Hampton was going to go, oh, yeah, look, I'm a clan member. We're we're kind of the same. But, like, that's how Jimmy Dore is framing it. So that he's having guests on like that. But, like, he's using, like, like he's basically saying that, like, you know, and, and, and again, like, that might be a, you know, I'm, I'm about, like, building coalitions with fucking, you know, people who are, you know, are getting fucked over, are getting fucked over. But it feels like, 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 he's doing it in a way where he's not going to back down now, and he keeps doubling down on it. And, like, I think, like, even though he's making a g- good point about having to build coalition, maybe with some people, with, with some Trump supporters who might not be fully fucking buying into what Trump does, but, like, the Boogaloo boys, when, like, just because a guy comes on and he says, well, yeah, I believe in this, I believe in that, but, like, you don't believe anyone on the left like, you have more contempt for people on the left about shit. And again, I'm not saying that, like, you don't have valid reason, but then you don't have any contempt or any... Because he told you everything you want to fucking hear. It just... It, it doesn't make any fucking sense. 
and and I and I and I like I like I like Jimmy Dore. I thought he does a good. He I like his I like some of the passion when he's calling out some of these fucking you know guys. But I also think that he's another guy that what they called he's focused everything on Democrats, which I'm not saying is a bad fucking thing because you should. But he's I feel like a lot a lot of guys who. You know, because, like, the mainstream people went after fucking Trump so often for literally every fucking thing. They made it seem like going after Trump was a fucking cliche, bad fucking thing to do. Like, it was a really bad fucking thing because of the way the messaging was from the fucking, uh, from, like, the neoliberal, the, the, the neoliberal or resistant types, whatever. So now when you have, you know, uh, the, the some of the fucking people who are leftists calling out the Democrats for justifiably, obviously, but then they also kind of downplay what Trump's danger level is. Because he didn't do as much, like like what they called like like being a powerful person who has a lot of influence and has this cult of personality, who's entitled for the last four years has kind of like incited some lies about fucking other people and all that kind of shit, and they act like that's not fucking um, that isn't fucking uh, like anything dangerous whatsoever because it's somebody just speaking, somebody has free speech. All of a sudden, everyone gives a fuck when Trump gets banned off Twitter, and I'm I'm not saying that 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 it can't happen to any of us as well. I'm just saying that it's just always funny that there's more people, and even that guy that I was debating 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 when I point out what how okay, so do you care about any of the leftists that got censored, and then when he then when he implies well, okay well who are these people like because they're not important as Trump their censorship so this is why all these people are fucking hypocrites when it comes to fucking Trump. And I and I feel like something bad is gonna happen, and I feel like a lot of these people on these on the on these social media sites that kind of interact with me, who are secretly Trump supporters, you know, they they're really like trying to push push me, like you know, kind of to the end, kind of in a way. I I you know again you you, you don't know who, who what is what and who is who anymore. That's why I kind of firmly stand by that, and because I don't have any ba- backup, what to call I I can't ar- I can't argue with limited talking points. From like from both of us, kind of in a way. Uh, uh, how about this? Um, how about this? Um, do, do, I don't know if you, any of you watch the show Grownish, but there's two sisters on that show. Two, well, real life sisters, Chloe and Haley. I didn't know that they were R and B singers. I, I know I didn't even know that they, they sang the fucking theme song. But apparently, like you know, again, whenever like you know, a woman's getting a new push to become a more mainstream star, they got to do like the, now on social. And I'm, 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 I'm not complaining. You know what I mean? Before anyone, you know, unless anyone thinks I'm not. For this, but you know what I mean, because I mean I'm a guy, obviously, but they're doing more of these silhouette challenges. Like there's always like these challenges going on with with Twitter, uh, what's TikTok, but it comes on Twitter. But like you know the Busset challenge, now it's a silhouette challenge where, uh, you know you you she you're posing in a sexual position, or like sexual like you know very very sed, you know seductory, uh you know by the doorway. To the Paul Anka, put to the Paul Anka song, you know, put your head on my shoulder, 
and then all of a sudden it goes to Doja Cat Streets, which sounds, you know, which kind of sounds like, I guess maybe it sampled that song. But then when, when that part hits, they put the they put the filter of, like, you know, the red background, and it looks, you know, it's completely dark. The figure looks completely dark, whatever, right? So fucking Chloe, Chloe Bailey, her name is, uh, she did one. It was, like, one of the hottest fucking things ever. And I just feel like now they're pushing her in a story, pushing her in the horniness ter- territory. And she's probably going to do more of that. Like, you know what I mean? Whenever, like, any, you know, whenever anyone's on the come up, they got to do more seduction shit. And I wonder if in a couple of years we're going to hear that, oh, she was uncomfortable doing all that shit. And then she was forced to. But then, you know what I mean? If you point that out now, then, like, you're an asshole and you're killing a good time. So I guess we got to wait for the uh, inevitable shadiness to take place before. You know, I can always sense that it's, it's, it's always coming. It, it, there's something always lurking around when that shit happens. If that makes any fucking sense. Um, but yeah, and by the way, the silhouette challenge is pretty fucking good. It's not as, I think the busset challenge is a little bit better, but the silhouette challenge, I kind of, I kind of dig. But there was like a couple of, there's a couple of assholes, um, who are, um, like, you know, because the fucking people are just shitheads. They have a program where they can uncover all the filters from Snapchat and all that. So like now, what they call like some guy like and 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 one thing if you like do with your friend, and you know what I mean, you're like oh my god, look at that, isn't that cool? Whatever you you you're doing with that with your friend, even though she didn't consent to it, right? It's one thing like at least you're keeping on the low, you're not telling anybody whatever and all that kind of shit, even though it's still fucking morally wrong to do that without consent, right? But like now they're promoting that they're gonna download, like the videos and do put them through the fucking program. And they're even thinking of selling fucking selling them to people, so like that's like ultimately ultimate scum shit. Like even if you're just sharing, like, you know what I mean. Like even if you're just sharing shit like that, you know what I mean. Like I, I get it. People are gonna be doing that in private. You know what I mean. People won't get judged from it apparently. You know what I mean. But when you're like fully like out advertising that shit, like people, you know, again, like I, I even when it comes to celebrities. I always feel like when celebrity nudes leaks and all that shit happens, it's always part of a marketing tool, like for like more reason to ban the internet. Like you're just accumulating shit like that. But they just they, they, with celebrity, they they just find a, a new storyline way for the for the, the the nudes and all that to happen. Even though you know it, it was probably done on purpose on some level, in my personal opinion. But yeah, like the, like those scumbags are fucking assholes, and you know. People should report them. I think I think some of their accounts are gone already. But I saw a tweet where someone was naming the accounts of the person uh, of the people that were, you know, trying to take the unfilled. It's 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 one thing. It's one thing if you're like doing that out of your own curiosity, whatever, right? Like you know what I mean. It's one. It's it's one thing. It's one thing. It's one thing. Whatever, because you have the program or whatever, and you're doing a whole bunch of stuff, whatever. You know what I mean? Even though, even though, like, you know, if if the women don't consent to it, like, you know, like the like, even if you're like doing a secretive, it's still kind of it's still it's still wrong because there's no consent in it. But it just it just seems like, uh, um, 
it, it, it just seems like, you know, going extra by advertising that you're going to make money off it or something like that. Unless, unless that's part of the storyline, all, all the people are in, on, are in on it, and they're all making kind of money off it, maybe. And, that's, and this is their way of doing a storyline, because everything needs to be a fucking storyline, I guess. You know who should do the silhouette challenge? Boogeyman. The WWE wrestler. Have him do it. You know what I mean? Just just do just do his own version of it. You know what I mean? He has to do his own do his own version of that. You know what I mean? I know, I know people will be pissed off. There's also one thing I didn't understand. Whatever. Okay. What? And again, I don't understand what it was. But there was one person. Was, I guess because it's supposed to be for it's supposed to be for women. But there was somebody that was, who's saying she was a woman, and again that nowadays you know what I mean. Like she claims to be a she put lesbian in the in the thing, and she put LGBTQ, and she looked and she looked like a woman, but then she had a she had she had a you know dick whatever right. So she obviously a trans a trans person, and then, and 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 again like I think people were getting mad that they got in on. Like, I don't know if it was because because. It, it it was meant for just it was just it was just meant for, uh like, like I I I like I don't even know if she was if she was trans or if the reveal was supposed to be like oh look I have I have a dick whatever because, you know what I mean because again like because because she again she or he was dressed a little bit feminine feminine looking but she she looked like like you know she was. Obviously, trans. But again, I don't know how to even cover these topics because I just know that people were getting mad at this person for going, "Oh, you, you had to ruin it for all of us, didn't you?" or something like that. It's like, but you know, what I mean, if she, if she, if she goes by that, you know, if she goes by a female, and you know, and and now you know, you know, females have dicks. You know, what I mean, like, I mean, I never thought I'd be saying this because you know, back in the day. You know, it, it, it was, you know, it, it, it was just fucking two genders, right? And I understand, I understand, I understand there's more genders and, and all that. I'm not hating on, I'm just saying that just, it's it's weird that I, I would, as a kid, I'd never think that when I was describing a woman, I'd be going, well, yeah, then she showed her dick, whatever, you know what I mean? Because you, you're brought up on this limited thing, whatever. People still think that. The fucking whole, the whole gender, the, you know, the whole gender thing is like a sign of, is a sign of end of times and all that kind of shit. And then, it, you know, like, you know what I mean? And, and again, I, I do, I do think that there is an upper echelon that kind of does like, like, you know, like, per, like, you know how like different people, like with race, with race as well. And, you know, with, uh, um, with, 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 with gay people, uh, you know, in the, in the upper echelon, where, like, even though there's representation or, or, or they're talking about some issues, the people ultimately who are, have, like, the, the most power in, the, in those kind of positions might not have the best intentions or they make it seem so, like, 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 like they try to, like, make it, like, they make it look like, like they're the bullies, where it makes you generalize anybody that's trans, you know, gay, or, or whatever and all that. So, like, you know what I mean? So, like, I just understand why people were getting upset about somebody, somebody doing, somebody doing that, I guess, because people wanted to see naturally, you know, b b binary women. 
non-binary is, uh, non-binary is, like, you know, when you don't identify, I, 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 I get confused, I'm still confused, I, I, and people are like, well, if you can memorize your phone, then you can, you know, you know, you use technology, I don't know how to use, I don't know how to use technology, I'm too stupid, but I was just kind of confused about why people are making a big deal, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have even saw it if um, there wasn't, like, um, people on my timeline commenting on it. You know? It just, I have no fucking clue. But see, even, even when, when I'm talking about these things, because I'm, I'm afraid of sounding fucking, you know, ignorant or stupid, and I, I really don't mean any harm. Even though, like, you know what I mean, like, the way I'm bold and all that might come across or me trying to be funny and all that. But, like, even me, just see, again, like, me being nervous about that because people are going to get so fucking upset about that with, you know, with, I, I, don't, I don't know. Everyone gets upset over everything, I guess. You know, it's, it is what it is. How about, um... How about the, the 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 Rock's new show, Young Rock? Just coming on ABC. I I I just this is the worst fucking segue. You know, um, no, but like the the show looks fucking. I mean, the show looks fucking cheesy. It looks like a typical ABC show. You know what I mean? It's like it's like Rock is running for president two thousand thirty two, and then it's basically him going over his uh, life. This is like a last one one season. I'm sure it'll be canceled. There's no way you can try, especially with, with with this premise. You know what I mean? Unless like you know, the next season he's actually the president, and he's still going over his childhood in that way. But I don't know how you can do that. But basically, it's covering three parts of his lifetime: him as a kid, him in college, and then I think was it him in in high school. Or him becoming a professional wrestler. I don't fucking know. But like, you know, I, I saw some of the, like, like the, when he was a kid. And he's, you know, in the in the, in the the wrestling shot, the wrestling part of it. There's like some people who are playing. Like, I, wa- I want to know, I want to see how well that Andre the Giant guy does. Who, who's playing Andre the Giant. I wonder how long we see him. And all that kind of shit. But whenever it's wrestling related, I kind of check it out. But... I mean, listen, man, it's The Rock. I kind of check out his sometimes, you know what I mean? His part, not everything he does is awesome, obviously, right? You know what I mean? It may just be a money-making thing, but I'm willing to give Young Rock a chance. I don't know. I, I'm willing to give, uh, you know, the, that show a chance. Um, but it's whatever, man. Uh, um, and by the way, Brie Larson was chilling with Tegan Knox. See, see, see. This is something that I feel like is like you know a marketing fucking thing, and again, by, by the way, I'm not knocking Tegan Knox because she just came out and all that. She just came out, but I always feel like when like WWE, like and again, like they make it seem like these things are like a real life. Uh, they make it seem like this is like a real life situation where like or, or a random situation that Brie Larson and Tegan Knox are filming and all that. It feels like like a PR thing where like. 
like, you know, Tegan Knox had to tell her, like, oh, Captain Marvel made me, uh, help me come. And listen, if it did, all the power to her. But it always feels like with some of these things, they try hard to make it a moment. You know what I mean? Just like how people try to be so edgy. I think sometimes people try to, like, have this monumental moment because you happen to be in, in the, you know, be chilling with with that person. But again, I could be wrong. And uh, congratulations to Tegan Knox for coming out. I, I, I think I remember she said that a couple of months ago. And I think I think I think people are also insinuating that Dakota Kai and Shayna Baszler are are uh, are dating, and that that doesn't surprise me because I mean, for all the the roommates, and 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 it seemed like all those like little times that Shayna Baszler was trying to scare her, it, it it came across more like you know like it's like there was more going on with that, and uh, that's fucking cool, man. That's cool. I you know I wish them all well with that shit. But I just, I just think when they, like, you know, I mean, maybe because I watched The Boys, and one of the characters, like, the woman on there, she's, like, a lesbian, right? And, you know, and Homelander basically kind of, like, forces it on her to basically kind of, like, you know, come out and, and you know, so they, they can get, like, more of a buzz and more sympathy and all that kind of shit. People like her more and all that. And they wanted to come out with her relationship when her partner's not really ready. But then it show it shows like you know the, that superhero, um, watching television as they're promoting commercials like you know doing ads for like the LGBTQ and she's just sitting there like not really caring but they're using her likeness like it's some epic epic moment and all that she just you know what I mean so I always feel like that shit happens in that in, in that that real world that we you know that we kind of do where like maybe like the maybe like like the, like they're cool with coming out and they're cool like that but then some of these corporations kind of like force them to like have like you know these this little false story i guess i guess you could say that it it does good for people who are who who regular people that fucking might be watching it and they might feel like the urge if they want to come out you know what i mean and that's that's fine too but i just always i just i just wish things were more like organic and genuine but you know, but but look at me. I'm I'm the one that's fighting an issue with fucking you know with Tegan Knox. And again, I'm not fighting an issue. I, again, I'm not really fighting an issue. I'm just saying that I I could have just left it at that, but I had to come with an angle or something like that because sometimes, whenever like because again, it maybe because a lot of the WWE shills were hyping this up, like oh my god, look WWE got Peacock deal and now they're now Brie Larson, Captain Marvel is chilling with Tegan Knox. Oh my god, you know what I mean? So the the whenever I I see the the shills hyping up something, that's when I do get suspicious. Get suspicious that there's more like 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 there's more like it was it's contrived and it's more like you know quid pro quo or it's like you know a paid advertisement essentially to raise someone's stock. Maybe you know. I again I don't know for sure. Now let me get to this fucking main event right here of of this section. Yesterday, you know, uh, it was report again. I saw Ti and Tiny trend, uh, trending. I didn't really look at what why it was trending. You know what I mean? I saw a couple of tweets, and people were like, "Oh my god, they do that! They do the threesomes and all that! They they do orgies and all that kind of shit." And I'm like, oh my god, people are going to act shocked that they do orgies and they do threesomes when literally everyone does that in Hollywood and all that kind of shit. And I even wrote that down and then I looked at, you know, the real, and I actually started reading why they're trending. 
and I felt so fucking stupid because I kind of, you know, apparently they've been drugging and having sex with underage girls, I think, which now fucking puts, like, T.I.'s whole hymen situation that he was talking about, like, last year. You know, I mean, it, it always made people, you know, especially women, fucking feel uncomfortable. See, you know, the way, I remember when that happened, I, I thought, you know, I thought he was being hyperbolic. I thought, like, what he was implying was, like, every, every, every so often, his, 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 his daughter wants to go and do it herself, and he just takes her with it. You know what I mean? I wasn't getting the impression that he basically forces her to go and he has to sit in the room or, or check whatever. I thought, like, that was, like, you know, he just takes his daughter to, like, you know, because she's doing it on her own. She wants to go there. You know what I mean? That's what I was implying. But now I see that there were accumulating um, a lot of the fucking backlash for him in order, you know, in order for this now to come out. You know what I mean? That's going to be added more. It seems like for the last 10 years... Um, that T.I. and, you know, his wife Tiny have been, like, sports entertainers. Like, I even remember, like, the whole, like, you know, T.I. should have taken, uh, T.I. should have, uh, taken the times of Tiny and all that. So I'd always felt like, like, for the last 10 years or so, these guys have been, you know, uh, reality show characters, essentially, even in real life and all that, where you, they become sports entertainers on some level. Now, I guess they're paying for, whatever they've done, whatever they've done, but the fact that people, you know, even, like, the performative accounts who are like, oh, my God, so many people knew about this, and this is sick, but it's like, you're one of the characters who knew about this as well, and you're only acting like this on social media because you've been told that it's convenient now to do it. Like, I didn't see, I didn't see tweets from you prior, you know what I mean? And it just seems like a lot of people are using this as, like, a way to become a celebrity themselves. That's the way you fucking kind of coattail off of people's fucking thing. That's why a lot of my trolls want to latch on, because they want to become characters on their own shit, whatever. You know what I mean? And I, I know that a lot of people kind of uh, ride that coattail, and they wait for, like, the person to fuck up, so that they can fucking get buzz off of fucking, you know, calling that out. But yeah, it's it's fucking horrible, really, man. It's fucking really, really horrible. I I remember um on, on DJ Who Kid show, he mentioned one time that like uh, the, the the very famous New York rapper, who uh, would would be driving you know be driving around in his limo or you know by himself or whatever, right? And he would like, holler at you know like fans and all that, and they'd be like happy to see the guy. Like, oh, cool! That's you. Whatever. That's you. And he'd tell them to come in and chill, and then when they would come in and chill, he would fucking, after a while, he would fucking just rape them, apparently. And, again, I don't know if this is the same guy, but, like, I'm not going to name the rap. I mean, in the past, like, I kind of, like, said the name. I said it because it was a rumor, but I'm not going to say the name now. I mean, if people heard me before, you probably know who it is. But I don't know if this is the same guy who 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 kid was talking about. But one of my friends, uh, like uh, one of my, um, my brother's friends, uh, he's my friend. I guess he's my friend too. Whatever. But um, he, uh, like over a decade ago, he was telling me about how he and his other buddy were in New York, and then this inf- this inf- this famous fucking rapper, uh, New York rapper, tried to holler at him. And I, and then I was just more surprised that, that that guy was gay, whatever. I'm like, oh, that's cool. He's just trying to holler at people, I guess, whatever. But I hope it wasn't the same fu- same fucking guy with that who kid was talking about because, 
You know what I mean? But that that wouldn't surprise me either, though, you know? But T.I. and, you know, Tiny. I guess they've been drugging, you know, I don't know if it's underage girls or whatever, but I mean, drugging regardless is bad, but people are going to act surprised about why this happens in the system, and the system is the default. It's That's what the system is. Like, I, I got, you know what I mean? I got, like, I, I'm not saying you shouldn't be outraged by what's going on, but I'm just saying that, like, it's the same thing when people ask, why is Vince McMahon allowing, uh, why is Vince McMahon still have these guys on television? It's like, well, if you can't put it together by now why Vince McMahon has these people, then, like, I mean, like, are you, are you, are you just being ignorant on purpose? Are you stuck on stupid forever? Or are you gonna fucking admit that Vince McMahon on some level fucking enjoys all the fucking shady fucking shit? But no one ever wants to, like, you know, ever think about that because people are afraid. Then again, they'll criticize Vince for being fucking uh, immoral on some level, but in, in, a, in, in very, very minimal ways because they're too busy portraying Vince McMahon as this fucking dumbed-down fucking guy who doesn't know what he's doing, even though on a grand level he knows what he's doing. You just don't see the picture. It goes beyond in in, in out it uh it goes beyond outside of the ring. It goes way beyond that, in my personal opinion. But like you know, it's you know it doesn't shock me that you know Vince McMahon would be up to evil. And, and and people are like protect Bianca Belair, protect Bianca Belair, and all that kind of shit when that whole Maddie situation happened with the AEW thing, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I I agree, protect Bianca Belair. You know, do you have any idea who she's working for? Do you have do do you have any fucking idea who she's, uh, uh, you know, who she's trying to work for in in, the, in this level? I you know. I just I, I I don't fucking get it, man. How again? And 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 a lot of wrestlers now have been coming out. Like Goldberg came out calling this new generation soft. Devon Dudley did the same thing recently. You know, and again with Mark Henry and Ryback, like like for example, like again people don't like Ryback, right? People don't have to like the fucking guy, right? But I always love when he kind of tells like a little hidden truth. People will shit on him, right? And they'll say, well, because of the other stuff, that discredits him. Okay, fine. We're, we're doing that logic today, right? We're, we're doing that logic. Okay, so then how about, then, then why would you believe WWE on anything that they say? Because like, they've been lying to people for like the last last 50 fucking years. So why when like you know, why when, like, you know, they say something truthful about something, people don't go, okay, well, I don't believe them because Vince McMahon may have fucking, you know, done some fucking evil shit. Why is that not there? Of course not. It's just Ryback. And, and again, I mean, personally, I think Ryback's right about the WWE. And a, lo a lot of billionaires do this. They work with these social media companies to suppress people's speech. And I could buy that they did that to Ryback. I can, they do it to me. I used to get get a lot of good engagement with my fucking tweets. Now it's barely it's barely even there's barely any interaction, barely any boosting going on, 
Because again, it's it's all manipulated. It's not just a genuine fucking thing. That's why I stopped caring about followers or retweets or or, or likes and all that. Because even before I I started becoming, I started getting more followers and all that. I was saying in general that I that a lot of the stuff is fucking fake. They're all like. But yeah, so like I, I with the TI and tiny thing. Let me see what else I can say about it. Again, I always just look at it from the angle of me. Like instead of like just making jokes, like I could be like, "Well, I guess, I guess TI got whatever he wants." Like, you know, you can you, you can have whatever he likes or something. You know, what I mean, some stupid joke like that. I could have done the same fucking thing. Uh, oh yeah, see, and that Marjorie Taylor Green girl, uh, chick, she has a thing where she's uh, talking about how the California wildfires were started by Jewish lit laser beams or something like that, right? Now, a lot of conspiracy theory people who don't align with the mainstream and all that kind of shit... They're gonna be like, yeah, I do think that there's something up with these wildfires. Like, yeah, I could buy that there was also cli- you know, the the climate change and all that, but I also could buy that people have been, could could start it. So now, if you're one of these people that think that you know things are organized in some fucking way, they'll put you in the same box as uh as this fucking Marjorie girl where she's saying that fucking l- l- Jewish laser beams fucking just are are the ones that fucking did it. With a politician shot out laser beams from his eyes or something like that. He was Cyclops, apparently. Where he, he did that. I mean, hey, listen. People have superpowers. I, I mean... Hold on. And I guess like they're bringing they're bringing it all up, because now the Sandy Hook parents are fucking you know. But but but, but yo but but by the way, if uh, let's say like for example like, like some of these conspiracy theories are proven true, like you know what the shadiness behind some of these you know shootings and all that kind of shit, and especially when things become a big event, especially. What's it called? Like I wonder again. Like that's good. Like, that's really gonna push people to the right, man. That's why even like some people who are like who who are, who who are leaning leftist kind of in a way, they will even like not not even like not even like entertain that the fact that like these shootings could be orchestrated on some level, and the reason why I th- again like the right wing use that as a way to go, and I used to buy buy into this that they're doing it to like take away your guns, but I I personally think that it could be orchestrated in a way to make people fear. That their guns are going to be taken away, so it fucking actually gets people to go out and buy more guns, essentially. You know? There's nothing's fucking real anymore, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Let me see what T. Let me see the Ti and Tiny shit. Let's see. So yeah, so um, 
one of the stories was in 2016 during a CIAA in Charlotte. I went to the suite in the Ritz and they locked and they locked everyone's phones up. Passed around Molly Coke and said the only people who could stay had to take their pants off. I was so lucky because my homeboy Troy was was there, part of the tips part of Tip's entourage, and he pulled me into another room to smoke and told, and told Tip like she good meaning don't bother her. I watched I watched him drag girls back and forth from the bedroom to the bathroom to the living room. One girl was crying because she wanted to leave, but they refused to give to give her her phone to call an Uber. At one point. He, he came out of the room and asked the security to come pick the bitch off of the bed because the girl was too fucked up to even walk. They fucked up to even, uh, to fuck her, yeah, sorry, sorry. They carried her from the uh, bedroom to the bathtub and left her there. I snuck into the bathroom to make sure the girl was okay and she was almost unconscious. I'm, I'm a nurse, so I checked her pulse. I don't know if I, again, I'm again. I I hate having to read because again, I, I in my head I I read on a different speed, but I never sound fucking good. But no I man, that, that that right there sounds horrendous. So you know what I mean. I know everyone's making their jokes about oh when are we gonna get our surviving ti and uh, you know. But I mean, this is no. I mean, this is what goes on within showbiz world, bro. This was good. That's why. I was, this is one of the reasons why I was hoping to get into showbiz because I wanted to be, I I wanted to be one guy who like would look more normal than the rest. Like, like I always thought that I, I could go there, go in showbiz, go in, go go in showbiz, maybe not part not partake in any of that stuff. And the most I would be is kind of crazy because other the other people who are doing shit are like really really fucked up. So at least by that, you know what I mean. I should think that I belonged in that asylum, but I never wanted to like partake. In like any of that fucking shit. You know. Every day there's a more fucking storyline. But yeah, like, but, but it's always funny when these things happen, and all of a sudden everyone. So, so suddenly, just doesn't believe, like they they don't believe in the conspiracies. But then, when but then they have no issue with uh with 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 with, with making bank off of addressing the issues. That's what that's what I fucking hate the most. Maybe kind of give the conspiracy theorists, you know, a little bit, you know, just do on on some level. Stop lumping everyone in with fucking hard right wingers. But that's what you guys fucking do because, of course. And again, and again, people are going to just look at it on surface level and not analyze the entire system. And not, and not understand the initiations that go on and shit like that. You know? Basically, yeah, Goldberg and Devon Dudley. 
So yeah, I don't know if, if Ryback's uh, again with the Ryback thing though, with the whole boosting the fucking um, social media, that would make sense to me. And I wonder if this lawsuit with Mark again, like dude, like he's again he's threatening to sue Mark Henry for like maybe doing paid propaganda or something like that against him by threatening him and trying to get him blackballed and all that. I'm wondering if uh, you know if what's it called like. Because, again, you know, Ryback claimed that John Cena didn't want to work with Mark Henry because Mark Henry is a shit. Mark Henry was asleep before their match and all that kind of shit. And then and then, and then Mark Henry kind of put Ryback down about, like, you know, this guy didn't want to... He didn't want to, like, like lose or look bad any time and all that. But, I mean, like, sh- shouldn't you be fighting your best not to, like like, look super bad all the time, like, you know what I mean, like, no, no offense to Mark Henry, but Mark Henry kind of, like, let a lot of people, like, you know what I mean, like, you literally were in, a, like, a love affair with, like, an 80-year-old woman, you know what I mean, like, you know what I mean, like, yeah, you're, you're obviously doing anything to keep your fucking job, because they were gonna fucking cut you, they wanted to cut your paycheck, and you had a fucking, you know, again, rightfully so, you had a fucking, you, you were justified in being upset about that, but at the same time, like, you're doing it at the behest of Vince McMahon. You're doing, you know, and I, I, I wonder if with this whole Ryback thing, if that, that's what's going to lead to you finding out that WWE is paying, uh, um, you know, people on Busted Open to do certain opinions on certain things. Just like how Bully Ray gets overly defensive if anyone has any criticism about Charlotte Flair. Now, at Charlotte Flair's core, do I think she's a decent person, mate, probably, like, you know, in the quote-unquote, not the on-surface real life, because on-surface real life, on Twitter and all that, she's supposed to be playing this fucking stuck-up fucking character. But it's, like, it's, like, supposed to be, like, not, like, not so obvious, but obvious at the same time, where she will make justified, like, points about people hating on her and her not being in the picture, but then it's going to be proven that she she's mad because uh, she's not in a title picture with like she's with the program with Lacey Evans and you know and and, and people you know are like now it's like oh people are gonna say that Charlotte was gonna bury uh, Oscar but Alexa Bliss is the one that's burying her and and no one has an issue even though everyone fucking has an issue with that I know there's some Bliss fans that don't fucking do it but again the, you know again they put Oscar in a bad position. But again, I don't know what Bully Ray's talking about. No one, no one's fucking, like, the people that are saying this is the stupidest thing ever. And people are shitting on Bliss for it. I don't understand why everyone has to fucking defend Charlotte fucking Flair. Unless Bully Ray's working at fucking angle. But from what I'm seeing on social media, Charlotte Flair is, like, really kind of trying to dismantle any fucking criticism that's legitimate about how they fucking book her. Because, because again, like, the way they book her hasn't done her any favors. Unless that's what they're, unless that's what they're going for in real life by getting everyone fucking upset. Because she's supposed to be a real-life fucking heel. Right? Sometimes I, I gotta wonder how I analyze it. Do I analyze it in the fact that I kind of give Charlotte, I, I give her, I kind of let Charlotte kind of, like, you know, you know, cut her some slack? Or do I kind of get enraged by what she's doing by constantly trying to make it seem like she's like she she's like the victim of uh, when she's the one that gets gets pushed the most basically, you know? 
And, and, and again, you notice how when, when, when anything good has to happen in WWE, it has to be because, oh, well, they're going to do Oscar and Charlotte Flair in the summer, but she left for, for surgery and all of that. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, that was planned, they, like, that, that was planned out, but, like, like, they have to have a fucking reason for why other good things happen, because nothing can, good can happen in WWE by them, because they make you think that they're out of touch when they're just keeping the company afloat before the next fucking person takes it and fucking, you know. But, I mean, I mean, listen, man, it is what it is, man. How about Miko Satamora? I, I mean, I, I saw her in WCW. Um, you know, I remember watching Old Nitro and I saw her. And, uh, you know, and then, uh, and, uh, and now she's, uh, she, I know she always had a Japanese currency. I seen you know footage and you know clips of her. You know I, I think Leslie Lee had had her on like, not not her, she didn't have her on the other guest. He he showed one of her matches on uh, on his live stream on his Twitch live stream when he does a wrestling stream right. But I recognize. But but the thing I know her most from uh, her Mae Young, classic. You know thing. I thought she was good. And she like has like this veteran vibe to her, you know what I mean? She's she's, a, she's like forty one now. She started when she was nineteen, and she still looks fucking good, and she looks fucking you know awesome, and she like she's a really really good fucking, uh, she's a really really good fucking wrestler. You know what I mean? She she's really fucking legit. She signed to NXT UK, which is kind of disappointing. That NXT, I mean, listen, maybe, you know, it's to get more buzz on it. You know what I mean? I never know how to feel because some people compete, some people look at 205 Live or that as demotions and all that. But it's like, then how are you supposed to build a brand if, you know, and get buzz off it if you don't have, like, people that you really want to see in there? So I always want to see Walter. And, you know what I mean? And, you know, and Walter is fucking awesome. And now with Miko going there, I mean, yeah, that'll be that'll be dope. Her and Kaylee Ray can uh, tear the house down. Her and Ginny, I can't, I, 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 I have it on the background sometimes when an important match coming on that I watch it, but I can't keep up with all the fucking people in in NXT UK. Tell you the truth, man. You know. But uh, yeah, listen, you know, this is kind of a random fucking podcast. Um, I'm going to add on to this. I'm going to do the NXT and AEW thoughts afterwards and all that. And whatever else accumulates. Whatever else accumulates on, uh, you know. Everything else that accumulates on this, uh, you know. Uh, in this world. You know, there's going to be more new. I, I guarantee you something more is going to happen with the hedge fund stuff. That's going to blow my mind away that I can't stay away, you know. But it is, it is, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. But yeah, just be worried about the whole fucking conspiracy theory stuff, man. Because it's, it's becoming hard. Like, again, they're doing it on purpose where they're blending. Like, again, they put in, like, people who want to be truth tellers in with fucking the people that are buying into, like, these very, very, very far right-wing fucking conspiracies. And they're making them more and more ridiculous, where, like, the, the person, like the, 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 like, the person being dangerous, like this Marjorie Taylor Green woman, being dangerous for, like, you know, just being a part of this fucking cult, this QAnon cult in general, whatever, 
they're going to fucking use it as a way to fucking shit on any conspiracy theory that questions the power that be on anything. Like, that's the reality of what's, what's happening. They're doing that on purpose. And this is why I didn't want to be alive during this time, because, again, it just frustrates the living shit out of me. And, again, maybe, like, all these guys that are doing, like, you know, guys like Jimmy Kimmel who are making making fun of the, the, the conspiracy theories and all that, maybe on purpose, like, they're trying to fucking, you know, push you to, like, push you more in that direction, whether you go to the left, the leftist side or the, the, the right-wing side, basically. Because whenever, like, some of these guys... Again, the, the reason why it's so funny about, about that is that the, the, there have been times when some of these establishment guys, like, you know, Howard Stern or Jimmy Kimmel, they have entertained conspiracy theories. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they w- w- would, let, would let some of that stuff on their fucking airwaves a little bit, you know, on some fucking level. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he, 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 Jimmy Kimmel can have Jim Carrey on doing the Illuminati symbolism and all that. Basically telling the truth, you know what I mean? Or or Jimmy Kimmel can do the whole, the Illuminati sends, sends their regards to, to uh, you know, uh, to um, uh, Alex Jones and all that type of stuff. And just say it's a fucking joke and all that. But, like, do this fucking truth to all that type of shit. But again, who 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 am I to fucking you know say anything? You know, I don't even know how how well how well this podcast came through. None of my podcasts coming through very very fucking well. Anyways, you know I'm a fucking bum with this shit. Why would you put that out there? Why would you say you're a bum? Why are you trying to do Bill Burr stick of making a mockery? I mean, this I'm influenced by Bill Burr. What do you, what do you want from me? I don't know. It's just it's fucking uh, it's out of control. I'm gonna try to get some sleep. I'm gonna go watch NXT when I you know when I finally wake up because you know NXT doesn't come on the network um on the network uh, uh, until like a couple of days in Canada for some odd reason. I guess I gotta wait. You know, it still comes on, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to wait and watch it. And then I'm gonna talk about AEW and uh, NXT um, in the next section of this, I guess. Unless something really, really big fucking happens during the day that I have to add on and that, that I'll talk about then, you know what I mean? So we'll see what goes on with that. Anyways, I'll see you in a few on this, you know, you know, it's going to be hours for me, but, you know, maybe like just like a second for you, depending on which interlude I choose to uh, play, you know. They have like the worst like names for these interludes on this thing, but, you know, who gives a shit? I gotta get a real fucking program, you know. I gotta get a real editor and all that shit. But, anyways, take it easy, man. And just like that, I am back. Ten minutes later. No, I'm joking. It's seven p.m. now. Um, I, I okay. Well, I'll just do like you know the wrestling stuff that you know, uh, that you know that I I promised I would get to. In my half-ass, we just give my thoughts on the, some of the, the today week show. I watched I watched NXT uh, just like a couple like an hour ago or so, um, but let me uh, yo what's it called WWE? Top of hiring uh, Miko Satomura, they hired uh, some guy, some Australian Indian dude named Tony Gill. I don't know if like that's his real name or that's just his wrestling name, but. WWE changed it to Gers Dinder. 
You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, I mean, that sounds Punjabi, I think, right? You know what I mean? So, like, I don't understand why you... I mean, listen, who cares? Vince McMahon doesn't know what he's talking about. Hey, pal, your name will be Gers Dinder. Tony Gill. It's, you know, but that's... But, 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 but again, you know, that, that's the kind of racism that people enjoy. No, um, you know, and then they also signed... Who else signed? They signed this person named Lucky Kid. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, that name you should change, probably, Lucky Kid. Otherwise, Austin Theory and Velveteen Dream are going to be at this fucking, you know. You know, the, if you don't change that, that dude's name, Lucky Kid, the Velveteen Dream and Austin Theory are going to be in that guy's DMs, probably. Oh, hell yeah, you're lucky. No, I'm just... No, um, and, uh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and then, um, what's it called, William Regal's son, who was in the fucking New Japan Dojo for a bit, but I, I thought he was gonna do there, I mean, listen, I, I, you know, R- R- William Regal, you know, Stephen, I call him Lord Stephen, people, the real ones call him Lord Stephen Regal, um, you know, I mean, he, he, he was a dope competitor, you know what I mean, he's still a fucking, uh, dope authority figure, but I really, really hope they actually uh, use William Regal's son. I hope he actually, you know, becomes as good as his dad was. You know what I mean? And actually, you know, maybe... I'm not saying recreate the gimmick, but, you know, I always thought that WWE kind of dropped the ball on Regal. He could have been, like, a good main event fucking heel. You would have to make him, like, the main guy champion, but he should have at least got, like, a transitional reign so you, you could at least say he won the world title. I think the closest we were to that was probably in 2008 when he was doing the King of the Ring. And he was, like, a general manager, and he was, like, uh, you know, fucking up with the matches, like, you know, going to commercial early or closing the lights on them. I thought he was one of the best um, general managers while he was doing that, and then he got he got popped for fucking, uh, you know, with the wellness policy, which, you know, they, they allow other people to get away with it, but, you know, William Regal, they wouldn't, you know, they suddenly just had an issue with that one. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many other people on that roster, you can probably guess, you know, they, you know they're on something, but then they got rid of Regal. Just like when when they did the whole RVD thing, people will always blame RVD for it. But it's like, in my personal opinion, at least, WWE, like, there's always, like, there was a guy named Donnie Abreu that would always kind of give, like, ins- like not inside knowledge, but he would make references about how, like, uh, some of the, like, some of the, like, they, like, the Vince Man is, like, powerful enough where he can, uh, because like those guys who are like way way more way more known that got off with fucking drunk driving or something like that, but you 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 didn't hear anything about it because it was covered it was covered up for. I mean that's what he was claiming. I'm not saying that's true, but then you know in my head I'm like okay John Cena probably because I I can see John Cena doing that and that I'm sure that'll pile up essentially you know. But yeah, I always thought that the RVD thing was a setup you know, whether it was like. Like, you know, designed to happen to, like... Because, you know, you know how I'm saying that they're going to kill ECW? So they need an excuse to it. So with the call, maybe that was, like... Because RVD didn't want to, quote-unquote, sell his soul to another level. To become higher, higher level. Not, you know... I, 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 no pun intended right that, with that one. But um, he, he goes to a higher level and shit like that. And then you're like, okay. Uh, and then, you know, all of a sudden he gets caught with shit. So it just seemed like it was planned out. But the most that you'll probably end up knowing about it is probably that, you know, it was it was set up for him to fail like that. 
But as far as we know right now, the official story is that RVD was being stupid with Sabu and had a bunch of fucking weed. You know, you threw him under the fucking bus, I guess. You know. But, yeah, and then, oh, yeah, I was on Reddit today, and uh, I guess maybe Stone Cold's going to get canceled now because they're accumulating more shit with him. And, again, when Ahmed Johnson made these comments, like, a couple of years ago, no one believed it because Mark Henry, being the WWE spokesperson, you know, because Ahmed Johnson's not credible and his career didn't go anywhere, so his claims of uh, Steve Austin being racist um, don't mean shit to people. You know what I mean? Um... But Jazz, the wrestler, um, the legendary, I, to me she's legendary, she was fucking dope. She was a very underrated player during the Ruthless Aggression era. Uh, she was very, very underrated. Uh, she had really dope matches in 2003 with Trish Stratus and, you know, uh, Victoria and, you know, maybe Gail Kim even and stuff like that, you know. Uh, she was dope. When she was at ECW, she came out to money, power, respect. She's still, like, in TNA, like, she's still teaming up with, like, I think Jordan Grace, I think. I think she's teaming up with somebody. But, uh, yeah, she's still wrestling, you know, and, God, I mean, God bless her. But she did a, a, a interview on, you know, the wrestling version of DJ Vlad, um, ha, um, Hannibal TV. It was posted on Reddit where, um, Steve, she said that Steve Austin used to hang out with guys that would be using the N-word constantly and all that. And not that I'm condoning it, but it's like, uh, you know, like, you know, like, back then especially, like, what's it called, like, people would probably just joke around and not think that, like, oh, look, they're being offensive because it's just, you know, pe- pe- like, 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 wrestlers are fucking, like, are, like, like, do that, like, you know, they're not politically cor- correct, you know what I mean, like, you, you kind of fall for that kind of shit, you're like, oh, this is how, what, like, you know, busting balls and comedy is all about, you gotta be, like, really, really inappropriate and all that kind of shit. So like you know what I mean, and, uh, and but but now I guess it's coming out because I guess it's coming out now because it might correlate with something present. They only bring up something from the past if it's gonna correlate. Like if somebody like, like Daniel Bryan was ignorant early on in his in his in his career, they and and let's say he like legitimately changed and he's actually like doing good whatever. But the call they're not gonna bring up that what whatever Daniel Bryan may have said that was politically incorrect and all that kind of shit, right? So what they're gonna do now is correlate it with something present. So I guess Stone Cold will be, you know, exposed as a Trump donor, or maybe you know, I I see again. I always feel like when like you know some of these people like play uh, uh when some of these when some of these when some of these people were uh you know uh. Uh, playing roles on television shows or movies, it kind of, like, symbolizes what you're going to kind of be associated with. You know what I mean? Like, for example, like, Jericho was a Klansman in Silent Job, Silent Bob and, uh, Silent Bob and Jay, Jay and Silent Bob Part 2. I didn't see that movie yet, by the way. I'm so behind on fucking movies and all that. But yeah, he was a Klansman, right? And now you're kind of finding out he's donating to Trump who is kind of like, you know, a very, you know, he's beholden to a white supremacist. So now I'm thinking now Austin played a fucking racist, fucking, uh, um, a racist correctional officer in Any Given Sunday, which is, like, surreal, because I, I remember watching Any Given Sunday, like, the, the remake with Adam Sandler and all that, which is, I thought that was a really funny movie. I like the, I like the original, too, by the way. 
But, like, this one was was funny because it had all these wrestlers in it, Kevin Nash and all that. And it was just weird hearing Austin using the N-word. You know, I'm, I'm, I, like, in, in, in 2005, I didn't have it on my bingo card that I would hear Steve Austin calling Nelly the N-word. Um, you know, and then, of course, his character gets fucking, his character gets fucking, uh, fucking destroyed when uh, Nelly tells one of the bigger guys, you know, you, you know what he called me? And then he just fucking, you know what I mean? He destroyed Austin, whatever. It was pretty fucking funny. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if that has any merit to it. But he said that, uh, she said that uh, Austin would get mad that um, she, she was chilling with the Spurs, with, with, with one of the Spurs players, uh, like from, from, the, from the Spurs, um, the basketball team, chilling with one of the players' wives, and he didn't like that because of the ethnicity. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, you know what I mean? I don't know. Again, I don't. Again, I don't know how valid it is. Because again, like, me, again, me, because because it might turn out maybe he had a personal issue with one of the fucking players, uh, personally, and all that. Which, which again, if if Austin turns out to be a racist, it, then it makes it it makes it even more hilarious. Because like, if you watched when he got punked on that show, you know that MTV show punked. One of the thing, one of the things was that. Uh, and again, I always believe that those things were kind of, some of them were kind of scripted to make you know some of them look decent and all that, like some of them you know knew they were being punk, so like you know what I mean. But like, but back then, like you assumed that this was real, whatever. Uh, but basically, Austin's uh, Austin's uh, the guy who's with Austin like lost his wallet or his watch or his cell phone or something, and then the, the restaurant that they were at, the 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 you know the the fake fucking manager who's an actor, obviously. Um, blames, like, the black worker who works there, and he kind of fires him, and Austin's kind of, like, defending him, and I thought, wow, Austin's keeping it real, man, he actually, he, he didn't let that, he, he didn't let, he didn't let, you know, he didn't let a black guy get fired and shit like that, like, he actually stood up for him, he was telling the manager off, kind of, in a way, so I'm thinking, like, how, how can this guy, this guy probably, I mean, that's, that, that was my loose definition, because, you know, you, you, you don't know about systemic racism and all that, right, so you, you, you see that, you're like, well, that settles it. He he could never be racist. He defended a black guy, whatever. You know what I mean? I, just, I remember that was always a weird punked episode, you know. They did several wrestlers, you know what I mean? The, the Rock almost fucking beat the shit out of Whitney Cummings. I remember that one. Where they fucking, you know, changed the trailer. And then the, the, the they they changed his trailer with another trailer. And then it fucking blew up. And it fucked up. And then um, people were like, you know, like he's about to lose his fucking mind with the... Uh, the guy with the, with the, with the, Whitney, I, I didn't even recognize that Whitney Cummings was on that show back then, you know what I mean? But yeah, apparently she was on one of the punk seasons. Still think season two, punk was probably the best one, best cast. They had, you know, st- uh, the guy from the league. They had Ahmed, Ahmed, which was cool. Um, and they had another, I forget what the other chick was, uh, I don't know. But yeah, that's weird. I wonder if that's going to blow up or does that indicate that Austin's going to fucking turn heel in real life now or something like that, you know what I mean? You know. You know, but anyways, let me go over um some AEW results. You know, I'm gonna go through it quickly. You know what I mean? And then I think tomorrow I'll do uh SmackDown, and I will also do uh like my Royal Rumble predictions. By the way, I never, you know, by the way, if, if, if I'm sure the, the five people listening were probably wondering if I, I my, my score with the uh, 
SummerSlam, because I remember I gave prediction for SummerSlam. That was probably like, because I got, I keep forgetting that before SummerSlam, like I remember I did that marathon fucking recording of recapping all the weeks of wrestling and all that. But and I did NXT Takeover before, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, I I I I was done with after SummerSlam. It was way too much to go, and you know I couldn't keep up with all that shit. You know what I mean? I was I was, I, I really felt like you know exhausted from it. But now I'm kind of doing it easier, you know what I mean? I'm not putting so much pressure on my fucking mind, you know. Um, so, yeah, so uh, AEW started with, like, Kingston versus Archer. And this is, like, one of the feuds that really that I'm not really into because I have no idea. Because, again, like, like for example, like, it, it just seems like, he, like they, they did a good job with Eddie Kingston with that promo with Mox and all that. So, like, he forms an alliance with, like, Phoenix Pentagon because, obviously, Pac wasn't around because of the whole COVID thing. And he was in UK, which he still is in UK right now, which is kind of weird how he's getting through. But um, but then like you know, then like ne- but but then okay, so Phoenix and Pentagon went back to Pac, so they started with Butcher and the Blade. But like now Archer's getting involved, and it just seems like ever since like Archer's like, like I thought he should have just won the TNT title then because I felt like, you know, they gave this good debut. Jake Roberts came out, cut this fucking dope fucking promo with against him. And it just feels like all he's been doing, and I, I, I was digging the fucking whole everyone must die, he was beating up people backstage and all that, but they really haven't done much with them, and now it just seems like he's in this feud with fucking Eddie Kingston, and now I've, I supposed to think that he's the good guy, but like there was never an official uh, face turn, so I guess I'm just supposed to buy it, so now Eddie Kingston's a heel. But the match was really good, though. I, I'm not going to lie. I just don't know where this fucking... This is, like, the one storyline that kind of fucking... Uh, like, I, I, I can't have an... I mean, I, I could say the the Miro storyline is probably worse because I have no idea what that's supposed to accomplish and where that's going. But, like, you know, with the... But, uh, you know, yeah, so Eddie Kingston won, and it was cool. He put um, the um, alley, the bunny... She gave uh, uh, Kings while like the referee Archer was distracted with Butcher and Blade. You're supposed to assume that he attacked Jake Roberts and all that, right? So they busy dragged Jake Roberts out, and then uh, um, Kingston put a fucking uh, 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 like you know. So he put this with a brass knuckle type thing, but he put it on the back of his hand because he does this. He does this vicious backhand slap. Which is fucking dope. So I guess like that was supposed to help Archer, but again, I don't know where the fucking where that storyline is gonna fucking go. I really, I really don't. Um, then there was a Mox promo, which was pretty good because Mox was make, trying to make sense of uh, you're trying to make sense of like the Bullet Club drama, the elite. Like, are they together? Are they not together? Do they hate each other? And then he's putting, then he's analyzing the booking of like, why am I teaming up with Phoenix and Pac? They hate me and all that type of stuff. And then he repeated, uh, you know, I like my uh, my I like my beer cold. I like my my uh, I like my uh, water room temperature. He he does in WWE by the way with the Roman Reigns in two thousand fourteen. Somebody on Reddit posted that. But then I guess, like, you know, this is going to fucking cause a lot of fan fiction between, you know, a lot of the fans that already have their Tumblr accounts and all that. He says, I love to have sex in the morning and shit like that. But basically, he was just hyping up the fucking the, the six-man tag for Beach Break, which is next week. I think part one of it's next week. I don't know if they're doing two parts of Beach Break, but I mean, that, that's, uh, you know, him, Phoenix, and Pac versus uh, the good brother than Kenny Omega. So, you know what I mean? That, that, that should be fucking dope. Um, 
Then there's a state list. I'll, I'll get I'll get through the because again, task promo came later, but like they have this remote. I get I listen. I'll, I at least I'll give them credit for not just having Sting come out and going it's Sting, and then nothing really happened other than Taz calling him a son of a bitch, while the fake snow dumps on his head, or whatever. But like Sting and Darby, and again, this is campy, and maybe this is WWE. It would be overproduced. But this wasn't really that good, but it kind of worked for Sting, if that makes sense. It worked for, you know what I mean? They're in a remote location. You're supposed to assume they're near an abandoned building. And then they're both, like, fucking, you know, destroying windows and stuff like that. And, and, they, and they kept calling themselves hoodlums. Because, like, what, you call us hoodlums? So I guarantee you that's going to be, like, wait, that's going to be their fucking name, you know? I, I don't know. The hood, I don't know. They, they just kept amp, 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 amplifying that name for some reason. I don't even know why they brought it. Then later on, the Taz it was, you know, classic heel stuff where the group, you know, his son is like picking on fucking some of the merch stand guys who are who don't have uh, any team Taz merch and have Derby, Darby Allen and Sting merch, and then you know what I mean. Then everyone else like you know Hobbs and Cage and. Ricky Starks, they follow suit by like beating up the other guys who are at the who are there, and Cage does the whole Kevin Nash Rey Mysterio thing from '96 while he throws them face first into the uh, like where he lifts them up and throw and just tosses him into the fucking you know the the trailer you know the the, the trailer van you know whatever the fuck it is, I can't even speak English, but yeah, but yeah, I mean yeah, listen man, I I mean listen, I hope the match is good, but. And I'm not really looking for. This didn't really sell me on a fucking sting, sting, sting match. Cause I don't know where the fuck it's gonna go, really. You know what I mean? I wonder if like Darby Allen's gonna get like, what, do you lose? Cause again, cause again, like Taz's team has to fucking win, right? So then, does that make like you know, will Darby like turn heel or something? I don't, I don't know, but like, it'll make Team Taz look stupid if they kind of lose. Cause like they're just talking shit. And then they just fucking lose all the time. You know? I mean, they protected Cage more than anybody, but... I don't know. It just it just seems random. <laughs> then we had Jericho and MJF versus Varsity Blondes, which consists of Brian Pillman Jr. and um, Griff Garrison, the guy that MJF kind of did that whole, like, he insulted him uh, in the summer... And then he, like, you know, had a microphone, and he beat the guy, whatever, and all that type of shit. And then, uh, you know what I mean? It, it, it was a good callback to go, like, for, for a minor thing where MJF kind of remembered that the last time I saw you, I was, I beat you or something like that. It was a, it, it was a pretty good, it was a pretty good fucking match, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, it, 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 it was, it was fine. Jericho actually nailed the walls of Jericho, but I kind of, I guess they're building a rapport of, of, of these guys, like, you know, being in a tag team, being a tag team, but I still wonder when, uh, like, the breakup is fucking gonna happen, because this can't, obviously, a pride and powerful should be the fucking tag team, but, you know what I mean, but MJ, and MJF said he wanted to talk to fucking Sammy Guevara later on, which he did, and then he basically, because, um, when Sammy Guevara uh, had MJ had MJF on his shoulders, like with the cold, uh, he kind of ran into like Ward, like he kind of ran into Wardlow, and uh, and and that kind of helped MJF get the win. So MJF later on, like was like you know again because he's trying to like gain the trust of Hager, he gained the trust of Pride and Powerful, 
and now he's trying to gain the trust of Sammy, and Sammy doesn't buy it right now. And MJF is kind of like taken aback by this, and he's like, okay, this is how you want to play it. So part of me wonders, I think part of you pulls a thing that he's going to kind of get rid of Sammy Guevara, but I, pers- I personally think there's going to be, he's going he's gonna to have something where he kind of does redeem himself to Sammy. I think he, at the end of this, I think they're trying to make you think that Sammy Guevara is probably going to be the one that get, gets kicked out, but I really do think he's going to get get on uh, Sammy, uh, he's probably going to get on Sammy's, uh, you know, level, uh, you know, get on Sammy's good side eventually. And I do think it's going to lead to, like, Jericho getting kicked out of the fucking group. And he takes over, basically. That should be the end goal, in my personal opinion, and then you kind of do that. And then, you know, and then, and then you also have, because Wardlow is supposed to be you know, because MGF was like, okay, Wardlow's not getting, because Wardlow technically is uh, MGF's employee. If, if that's true, he doesn't have a contract, then why do they let him wrestle so much then sometimes? But I guess, I don't know. But but he goes, yeah, I'm not going to pay MGF, I'm not going to pay Wardlow for uh, for what happened, whatever, and all that, right? But I, I could see, um, like, if they kick Jericho out, they'll probably end up kicking Wardlow out, too, eventually. Because, again, that, that, whenever you have a fucking uh, situation where you have, this guy's my personal employee, and they're over, they've are they teased, like, you know, dissension between them because he, he kind of becomes an asshole, I could see Wardlow also getting kicked out so that he just becomes a five-man five group again with... Uh, with MG, you know what I mean? Right now it's seven people, so you know what I mean? So I think it'll go back to five, but I think MGF is going to take the leadership of the fucking, uh, of the thing, you know what I mean? But uh, who's the fucking no, really? And then, of course, I'm always dreading this because there's going to be another Cody promo where he has to oversell because Shaq challenged him. They're doing this. But then Cody was like, you know, Arn Anderson's going to do it because, you know, uh, like he was basically doing inside fucking inside school, like about selling the selling the I got to do the promo sell and all that type of stuff. And I know people don't like fucking uh, them kind of breaking the fourth wall like that, but it's kind of exposing that wrestling has always been like that. So, like, they're kind of acknowledging it because it happens in real life, too, with like the promo sell and all that kind of shit. But then Arn Anderson was the one that fucking took the microphone, and to to no one's surprise, he fucking killed it, because it's fucking Arn Anderson, you know what I mean, that's what he fucking does, you know what I mean, we, we, we can all debate, like, you know what I mean, like, on post-wrestling, they always, like, kind of debate, like, oh, like, not debate, but, like, they, they always express, like, wow, it's it's crazy that they never let Arn Anderson really on the microphone um, in WWE, and they used him, you know, behind the scenes. Which, yeah, you know, I never really made sense. I mean, he was on screen for a bit when uh, he, when, when the Flair Undertaker thing happened. Like, he, I remember he got, he got involved. And he did a, I think he did a spine buster at one point. But, I, yeah, you do. I always thought it was a mistake never using Arn Anderson in WWE. Even during his first run, like, they talked in little snippets, right? But, like, it was always Bobby Heenan that was talking. Like, I, I never knew that Arn Anderson was this great talker until I started watching WCW in the 90s, right? Because I, I, I didn't watch the 80s Four Horsemen stuff, unfortunately, you know what I mean? Like, but I, going back, you see that, you, 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 see the, you see the Mike skills back then even. Like, you go, wow, WWE never let this guy talk. That's why I always compare, him, compare Arn Anderson to Bobby Fish, because I believe Bobby Fish is actually a really, really, really good promo. But WWE has never really let him cut fucking a great fucking promo. They let him talk in snippets. But, like, he never really, you know what I mean? So I kind of compare him like that. Not that the styles are the same or anything like that. But just, like, in the, in the same dynamic that, you know, Kyle O'Reilly and, you know, Red Dragon is this dope tag team. 
And then WWE, like, they're still dope in WWE, but they don't really let Bobby Fish talk. And I, I, should, I should think he's, like, the best talker for, as a heel for, uh, uh, and, and within that group, I, I really do. I think Bobby Fish is one of, like, uh, a great fucking talker. Just go watch some of his ROA stuff, you know what I mean? He has, like, like like a not a high-pitched... But like, like, you know what I mean? Like, he, his voice can get like, 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 like an annoying frat boy, which is like, is is the purpose of it, kind of in a way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But yeah, so I mean that that was that with uh with, with you know, uh with MJF and all that. But no, no, sorry, sorry, Arn Anderson. My bad, my bad. Arn Anderson was cutting a promo about fucking Cody. Like, you know, he, like you know, he 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 has a. A kid on the way, so he doesn't know if he's gonna take this match and all that. I don't even know why they're hitting that, but I guess it was it was an excuse to mention that Dusty Rhodes, after wrestling thirty minutes with Tully Blanchard in nineteen eighty five, he he took off into, into a helicopter and went to go see him born and all that kind of see Cody born, and while while Cody's obviously you know tearing up a little bit. And then he puts over Shaq, and you know what I mean. He's basically saying that if you're gonna fucking do this match, you better be, you better have your mind open, and you better have no regrets. You know what I mean. And he put over Shaq, he put over Jade, and then you know, and then and then Red Velvet, Red Velvet came out, which is one of like the she's been on Dark a lot, and she's been the one that's been attacked. I guess they put her in this put her in this mix because they know Brandy can't wrestle. And I'm starting to think like it's one of those things that it was probably it was probably planned out that you know Brandy like I guess Brandy's quote unquote real life fucking storyline is that she gets involved in storylines but they never end up fit and finishing. So to like you know the people who are analyzing it, they fucking think everything that Brandy does sucks, right? So like this might work out for the better, and it'll it'll be one of those things where like well it wasn't supposed to be that way. It it, it was supposed to be Brandy, but basically Red Velvet basically kind of of like you know called jade a bitch ass she's she gonna get her bitch ass or whatever she's like you know again you, you gotta emphasize the fucking swearing because you know that's what fucking you know gets the reaction apparently um but no no she no she did good like you know what i mean she got inserted her way basically defending cody and all of that you know defending cody that he can't hit her and that you know brandy can't do this be there so she's taking the place so i guess like for revolution it's probably going to be red velvet and cody versus jade and Shaq, which i don't know if i should look forward to this or not but uh but it, it's it's weird that like you know they they didn't even have Shaq on to I guess they did it on the Bleacher Report of uh, AW Awards show that they were having. So I guess, like, you know, the, so they, I guess they want to get buzz off that, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, oh, look, Shaq is going to challenge, uh, Shaq is going to fucking challenge, uh, you know, Cody. I mean, it's better off being a fucking tag team. But hopefully this is more, I hopefully this, this feud is more to put over Jade. Because she looks like her, her physique and all that looks impressive. I really hope she delivers in the fucking ring, man. I really hope so. Because I think AEW's women division, I mean, like, they they have good talent for the women's division. I just feel like not enough time, really. You know what I mean? And, like, I don't feel like, you know, like, they focus too much on developing more people or stuff like that. But this Jade chick, man, she could be, like, you know, something that's... Like, you know, like, she could be someone that maybe, if she's good, maybe carry the fucking division, maybe. I don't know. You know, her and Britt Baker, I don't, you know. And we'll see how the match goes. But it was an overall, it was a good fucking promo. Then you had Adam Page defeat fucking Baby Dolph Ziggler. 
his brother Brian Name his brother Ryan Name who was uh Briley and his name was Briley in NXT. He was, I I didn't see much of him him in wrestling. I think he was he he was wrestling during the FCW where it was transitioning to NXT. So by the time that I was kind of watching NXT like regular like the FCW version to like NXT, he was already just doing like ring like not ring announcing but like interviews and all that type of stuff. So he wasn't really wrestling when I saw him at least. But he, but they really did dress him up like Dolph fucking Ziggler. I I really thought it was fucking Billy, another one of Billy Gunn's sons or something like that. Because they all, you know what I mean? Because Dolph Ziggler kind of dresses like Billy Gunn in a way, kind of right. So like now you have like Billy Gunn's sons, you know the the, the Gun Show all, all fucking dressing like him, kind of. And then you know I mean maybe you should add Ryan Namath to that fucking list. I don't know. You know it doesn't really you know. Um, but yeah, but Paige made easy work out of him, you know, beat him, and then I think the main story coming out of this is Matt Hardy was like, you know, watching, and then he was leaving, and then Adam Page was wondering why he was there, and then Matt Hardy came, I like that aspect of it, that like, you know, Matt Hardy was playing cool, like he's not trying to like, insert himself, but he showed enough interest, but then Adam Page, you know, being, you know, kind of intrigued by what's happening, so Matt Hardy basically is just trying to prey on him about, you know, being, he doesn't trust anybody, and, you know, you, you might need someone to look out for you, you know, you shouldn't be in that locker room that you're in, you could come and change in my locker room, you know what I mean, I can help you with that, you know, basically, I like, I, this is what I like about managers, man, you know what I mean, because people just think managers are fucking just mouthpieces, I like the fact that the managers are always kind of, like, it, like, it reminds me back in the 80s when they're all bidding over Macho Man, who's gonna fucking be able to manage him and shit, so it always kind of made me kind of dig that, like, you know what I mean, like, I always thought that was kind of cool, and then after the Attitude Era, kind of, like, during, like before the Attitude Era, they're kind of getting rid of managers, like, they weren't, like, you know what I mean, Cornette wasn't really a factor, I think only one was Paul Bear, but then eventually he kind of became a background player, I think it was mostly Vince McMahon that was, like, the main fucking authority figure, you know what I mean? Um, but, like, yeah, but I like that, you know, the, the, the manager are always talking about what their job entails and what they have to do for the talent and all that and what they're trying to, you know what I mean? So I'm already digging that Matt Hardy, again, I, I'll say it again, that I think big money Matt Hardy from you know, the, his ROH run in 2013 to 14, whatever, 2014, I thought it was uh, one of Matt Hardy's best runs um, as a character. Even though I did like the broken stuff, but I, I always thought Big Money Matt was a lot better, and I'm glad he's becoming Big Money Matt in, 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 the, in this program. So I don't know if Adam Page is going to be saved by the Dark Order, because this week, that, that shit fucking, I guess like they're respecting his wishes, but I could see, you know, Adam Page still fucking joining and becoming the leader of that, you know what I mean, and making it like a fun little fucking, you know, thing, whatever, and then eventually you can have the Dark Order turn on him later on and turn them back heel eventually, you know, but I, I, I don't know where this Matt Hardy thing is going, but I'm intrigued, you know what I mean, maybe, you know, he gets managed by him, you know, but I, I don't know if Matt Hardy is like, you know, finished with wrestling or he's just gonna be a strictly a manager, right, but... I don't know, we'll see what happens with that, but I thought that was kind of interesting, it was overall, it, it, so far it was a really, really good program that I liked, and here's the, here's the match of the night, actually, Jungle Boy 
versus Dax. See, now whenever, again, maybe because, like, they don't really, like, put them in, like, like these, like, you know, like, very, very intriguing storylines. It's become, like, more of, like, because, like, again, like, the gimmick is kind of silly. Like, Jungle Boy, Jurassic, you know, Jurassic Express, you know what I mean, Luchasaurus and all that kind of shit. It, you know what I mean? It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like there's ever anything with depth within the feud. He'll have good matches like he had with MJF. But then, then last week, you know, it was about, like, can Dax uh, wrestle on his own and uh, does he need help to win and all that kind of shit. So they had a, they had him and Tully uh, handcuffed to, to Luchasaurus. And, and Dax and fucking Jungle Boy just fucking killed it. I'm not going to go through every fucking moves and all that type of stuff, but... He basically tried to do it in the end. It was like a ro- it was like a roll up in the end, and then he tried to transition into a fucking uh, a fucking submission, which I think Dax tapped out to. But this match was insane, you know what I mean? And then it reminds me of like, oh shit! Like that. See, see, this is what I dig about it though. I dig that they're giving tag teams feuds that are not for the titles. It's not fucking hey, the tag champions are gonna lose every single week, and then everyone else is doing diddly shit. And then, you know what I mean? Then they're just kind of placing matches. There's actually a fucking feud going on with this. And then, and again, this I guess now this is where the feud intensifies because after the match, Tully, after, they're, after they're done being handcuffed from Luchasaurus, Tully Blanchard threw powder in Luchasaurus' eyes and then they beat him up and then they, and then they beat up... They, they, and then they kind of gave... Uh, I think they gave... Uh, um, uh, I think, I'm not sure they gave Luchasaurus the Paul Driver with Tully Blanchard. Or if they gave Jungle Boy, but uh, either e- either way, they they gave somebody the fucking spike pile driver, and then they handcuffed uh, Luchasaurus, and they cut off his horns of his mask, and then they fucking were about to cut off Jungle Boy's uh, hair, and then uh, they uh, um, they uh, got saved by Marco Stunt and uh, SEU. So I thought that was a really good 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 match. I thought the few the, the see now the, the, they gave me they they gave me a simple fucking build a simple simple fucking build of something you know what I mean like the Bianca and Bailey thing you know what I mean it was an easy thing to book where you just have the face looking dominant in that competition and then the he, classic heel just beats them up and it, you know, cause it's because they're a sore loser and stuff like that so it, that again when, when you do simple stuff like that sometimes it just fucking works out you know what I mean. But yeah, it was a good match. I, I say, I, go out of your way to watch that one. That was a really, really fucking good match. I mean, listen, normally I would try to fucking go over the fucking moves, but that's not my forte, man. You know what I mean? I'm just giving you my thoughts on where the storylines are going and, 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 and what can happen from it, you know? Um, and then, you know, then, then they, you know, AW decided to get cute and pretend like, you know, because uh, they never give women fucking that long in, 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 in some of these matches, right? So they go, this match is set for a 20-minute time limit. I'm like, yeah, it's cute that they're pretending that this match is going to go for 20 fucking minutes. But, I mean, Britt Baker defeated Shawn- Shanna, who I haven't seen in a while. I think she's been on Dark a couple of times still. But she hasn't been on the main program since, like, I think last year somewhere. You know what I mean? Maybe early last year. I, I could have sworn. I haven't. I, I don't think I've seen her. Maybe I'm wrong. Someone can correct me. If anyone out there is listening, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, but, yeah, B- Baker basically just beat her. Um, you know, it, it was a pretty, like, you know, I think it was, like, a five, six-minute match, I think. Maybe even less. But I, I like when she does, like, the ring of her, her submission, which is, like, the ring of Saturn thing. And then she has to go and get the glove from Re- Reba and uh and uh a rebel whatever i think they call it real i don't know man with the cold she gets a glove and she then she does like the amanda mcclaw kind of thing where she's like giving a fish hook 
And I and I, I kind of dig that finisher. I kind of dig that she adds an element to it, to it. You know what I mean? Especially when it's someone. You know what I mean? Because then when so, when somebody uh, like you know who's gonna give her real competition uh, later on when she does that glove when she goes out of her way to go get the glove from uh, from Reba, then like she then, then all then you know what I mean? It's gonna backfire on her at some point. But I like that. See again, I I like that. Like they. When you have these simple matches, sometimes it feels like you that it's good to see what the routine of the wrestler is. Like that's why I always love job matches because like you would see them, you get used to like 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 all their signature moves and their finishing move, and then when they fought someone who's a named opponent, then they fucking uh, would get countered and get countered. You'd be like, oh my god, they countered that move, they kicked out of that move, kind of. You know what I mean? So. That's one of the things about wrestling that I fucking didn't really like in the ruthless aggression era. You would debut someone against somebody that was already kind of like credible. So then, even like when they're doing their finishing move, like with the, on their debut to a credible opponent, it 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 basically gets kicked out of. And you're like, so what's the point of doing that? You know, I don't know. I mean, time and time they would have you know again WWE time and time would have you know jobber matches like you know for Braun Strowman or Amaga, even when MVP's debut he debuted against a jobber at the pay per view. You know what I mean? So like they do them time and time. It just I don't know. You could you could use you could, you you could do more of that to like you know maintain fucking matches and all that. Um, and then yeah, the and then the main event, uh, Good Brothers and Bucks versus Dark Order. And again, you know, what they're called, you know, Cesaro, again, let me say, from the, from the, they were, like, kind of, like, you know, hyping themselves up, and then Young Bucks were like, well, I don't trust Don Callis, and then Don Callis showed up, and and then uh, and then uh, Kenny Omega's kind of getting frustrated, and then what they're called, and then they're po- po- pointing out, like, oh, what happened to your face? So, like, you, you already assuming that, you, I don't know if this is going to be a big mystery, like, if it gets revealed that Don Callis was lying, does that mean Kenny Omega's suddenly not going to trust them? Because I don't understand why they would, uh, like why they would bring that that the whole lie thing? I I I was assuming that Don Callis would uh I I was assuming that Don Callis and Kenny Omega would be on the same page kind of you know what I mean? Where now now it seems like there's an element of where Don Callis is even manipulating Kenny Omega, so you know what I mean? So I, it makes me wonder if like that's gonna play a role into like Kenny Omega and fucking Don Callis eventually like you know what splitting or something I don't know. But I could be wrong, but I, I was expecting the good brother not to show up for the match and actually giving Dark Order the fucking, you know, the victory. But, yo, I got to say, man, John Silver, man, he's becoming, like, one of my favorites. Like, you remember that infamous gif that everyone uses about Cesaro where he's, like, basically, basically, like, he, he, does, a, he does a bunch, like, basically, he does a bunch of moves to different, like, different competitors in the match. Like, it, it, like he, he, it's, like, an infamous one where he, like, basically stomps on somebody, um, uppercut somebody, um, runs across the fucking apron, jumps down on the ground, then uppercuts somebody, runs around, like, you know, things like that. John Silver is doing that, and it's r- really getting over with the crowd that are in attendance for it. And it, it's, it's fucking crazy, man, because I'm actually liking Reynolds and Silver and all that, and you know what I mean? And, uh, th- they were teaming with Stu, Stu Grayson and, uh, and, um, and Evil Uno. And I thought that, I thought it was gonna be a, a way for them to win, maybe get a title shot or something like that, but, uh, no, it it wasn't. What they call Bucks and the Good Brothers actually just beat them. They did a four, they did a four way super kick, and then after the match, uh, Bucks got on the microphone and then they go. There's gonna be a battle royal next week, and the winners will face them at you know, um, Revolution, 
and um, you know, and then uh, th- they said like, well, we're entering in the battle royal, but if we win, we choose our opponents, which are supposed to assume they they didn't flat out just say that they're gonna challenge the Good Brothers, but they kind of looked at them like, okay, we know where this is going, but then they got along to the too sweet thing, and all of a sudden Phoenix r- runs out. And by the way, Pac cut a promo. He's in the UK still, so he, he wasn't there. But so Phoenix came out. He randomly like did, did a fucking uh, did a springboard onto them. Then the Good Brothers um, were beating on him, and then Mox came out to save uh, Phoenix. And like you know what I mean. And then like they kind of threw them out of the ring. And then one of the most craziest Tope, they call it Tope Cone here. To- I I can't even say the fucking name. I I, I used to just call it a fucking a suicide a suicide dive. You know what I mean. But it's a Tope. Tope something. I don't I don't know, man. I I I Tope Coherto. I don't know what that's fucking I don't know. I'm not good with that shit, man. I I, I you know what I mean? It, it gets complicated with something. I, I take it for granted when I listen to podcasts and they do all the moves. They 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 kind of, you know, talk about all the moves and shit like that. Um But no no, but he did the craziest one where like it, it it was like you know some of these when people do these dives out they look like they don't look like they, they put really effort it, it looks like the the minimum effort like you know what I mean like oh look you know what I mean like it it would be impressive in like like in nineteen the nineteen nineties type of deal right so like I always feel like Phoenix does the best version of those because it's, it has so much velocity and there's so much force behind it and in this one he kind of took out um, the Bucks and Good Brothers outside. And then he hung, he hung on to the guardrail like he was Spider-Man. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you see Kenny Omega taking his boot off, coming to the ring to kind of cheap shot Moxley. But Moxley catches him and fucking gives him the uh, um, the uh, paradigm shift, which Omega sold like a million bucks. But you know what I mean? And I guess like the main thing about Omega is like everyone's goofing on his clothing. He doesn't know how to dress, so, like, it makes it seem like, you know what I mean? Like, I I, feel, I'm, I got a feeling that it's about his character, essentially, you know what I mean? Um, what, what else? Um, yeah, NXT. Um, I, I'll, I'll go through NXT quickly, because, again, the, 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 I, I'm not going to go through every fucking move and all that. I just go through where I think this is going. But, uh, you know, Wesley and uh, Nash Carter, MSK, defeated Dane and Drake. And I'm I'm actually thinking that these guys will go all the way. I'm hoping, you know what I mean, because I mean they're new. Because again, when I think last year when they did the Dusty Classic, I assumed that Kushida and Alex Shelley were gonna win, right? But they ended up losing. So you know what I mean. Like sometimes they don't actually let these guys win. So I'm actually shocked that they're actually letting MS. I thought that, I thought like they'll just let them get a like let them get a a good sh- uh, a good showing in this tournament, and then you kind of remember their name. But if they're going all the way with them, I have no issue with that. I I think in the end it might be Thatcher and uh, Champa that are in the finals, and I think they might face you know depending on what what the bracket is. I don't know. But we'll see what fucking ends up happening with that one. Um, but yeah, MSK defeated Dane and Drake. You know what I mean? Um, again, like I don't know where this tag team is going. Wait, there was more buzz about it, like in the in the in the, in the end of last year when, like, you know, when uh when like Drake finally had enough, and like it was, it it was uh it was like 
like didn't get along obviously like every WWE tag team. But then when Drake really stood up for himself and he started hitting Evan Rise with chairs and all that, then what they're called, um, Dane got along with them. So like now he, you don't really see much, uh, much like like odd couple stuff with them or anything. You just you just assume now they're just getting along. So I don't know how permanent this tag team is, but you know for a while they're kind of like becoming a, they're coming a little buzzworthy with like the character character development with it. So I wonder if like they're gonna if they're just gonna give up or gonna be more about it, but. I mean, listen, man, if you're attached to Drake Maverick, you know, former Rockstar Spud, you're always kind of in a, in a good spot, in my personal opinion, because he's such a lovable character and all that, you know what I mean? He's such a, you know what I mean? That, like, he, he's, a, he's comedy gold when they actually let him be legit funny and all that. So I always feel like it's a good thing to attach yourself to someone like him. You know, but again, you know, but we'll see where this goes with that one. But, yeah, but there was one cool spot where... um. Um, Wesley, no, 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 sorry, uh, Nash Carter, he's, like, doing a standing moon, standing moonsault, but he's not on, he's beside his opponent, so when he does the moonsault, Wesley shoves him midway in the, in the air, so then he, he, I don't know what difference that makes, but I guess that adds a little bit more velocity, where a little bit forced, I guess I'm supposed to assume, but I thought that was a pretty cool fucking finish and all that, um, then with with the Kurt Stallion again, Kurt Stallion, he looks like a, I mean like he's a good wrestler by the way, but he has a sit down interview about his what this cruiserweight title shot means to him, and he kind of like look he kind of looks like if they were if like you know like if WWE was a sitcom, and they replaced Heat Slater, with like a, a more generic looking Heat Slater, you know what I mean? Because he kind of came across looking like he I thought I, I thought it was Heat Slater. I'm like yo, what the hell is Heath, Heath Slater's back? You know what I mean? It looks like 2011 Heat Slater basically. You know what I mean? Maybe that's one of his clones, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, he he he, he did a sit-down interview about what the title shot means to him. But he was attacked, so they canceled it. So, and then William Regal said the match was going to happen next week. But then there was a vignette where uh, Scarlett Bordeaux is doing uh, tarot card stuff, right? She's doing tarot card stuff. And then they found the tarot card on, on, on Santos Escobar's... Uh, they found they found the uh, the card on Santo Escobar's bag, and that's kind of a random fucking feud because I I mean I know Phantasma did kind of mock him in that promo, I, but I I didn't read much into it. I thought it was just another heel talking shit, whatever, right? So now I'm wondering, like, so I'm wondering what what the like again it's gonna be one of those things where now they're gonna sacrifice the fucking cruiserweight champion and his group or something like that to carry and cross, because like, again, like I think. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, again, I gotta see where it goes, but I'm not, I'm already, I'm not digging that, you know what I mean, I'm not digging that, you know, because I think Santos should, I don't think he should be fodder for, uh, for, for, uh, I don't think he should be fodder for, uh, Karrion Cross, in my personal opinion, you know what I mean, because I, I, I've been liking the way that they've kind of treated the cruiserweight division a little bit more seriously when it's on NXT, which I always thought it should have been on NXT to begin with. You know what I mean? And I feel like he's made the title a little bit more... He's made it feel a little bit more credible. Maybe the last couple couple of weeks or months, he hasn't been the focal point like he was in the summer when he was starting this thing out. But I, I don't know, man. You know, again, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with it. People were also saying that it may have been a hint uh, for Jordan Devlin because Jordan Devlin's still like the main cruiserweight champion while Chesano Escobar is the interim champion. So like so I, some people are saying that like that was a hit from him but because it was a tarot card reading uh early earlier like then like people are like what's Karrion Cross going to do? I don't know. It just it just seems fucking weird as hell. You know.
Um, what else happened? Uh, oh yeah. Um, for the first round match, Raquel uh, and D D Dakota Kai, they defeated uh K Jesse Kamiya and Aaliyah, who are still part of Robert Stone brand. No microphone work. It 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 doesn't seem like they're gonna do much with Robert Stone. Like you know what I mean? Cause like if they wanted to get him behind someone credible, they could have. But he's stuck with Jesse Kamiya and Aaliyah, who are not really doing much. But that was probably. One of Aaliyah's best showings in her. She's been there like for like fucking five. I think five years now she's been in that. I could have sworn maybe 2016, 2015. I don't know. I don't know when she went. But she's been in. I think she may, She might give Angelo Dawkins a run for her money. Because Angelo Dawkins was around in the developmental thing for a while. Before he got the call up in like 2019 and all that. You know what I mean? So I don't know. But it, it it was it was a good match. Like the, again, Raquel and Kai, I think, should actually win it, and I actually think they should win the tag titles from whoever has it. But I do think the the NXT titles should, uh, I mean, the women's tag titles should be on NXT for a bit. Let them run with it, and then and when and when you need them to come to like you know Raw or SmackDown, it'll freshen up Raw or SmackDown because you have two women that you didn't see on see, that you you don't see often all the time in in NXT. So it'd be kind of cool, like you know what I mean. Um, but we'll see what happens. You know what I mean. We'll see what fucking happens. Let me, let me. Uh, okay, and I'll I'll get to it later. Hold on. Then uh, this week, Tyler Tyler Rust had an easier opponent, and Michael B M M Malcolm Bivens did the uh, like you know the insert promos from the beginning, basically explaining that he found a more suitable opponent. And they're following this line that he's a diamond in the rust or something like that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, listen, I don't know much about this rust guy. He seems pretty capable. and he, You know what I mean? But, you know, hopefully, like, they actually... Because, again, like, with, like, Robert Stonebrand kind of being given, like, someone that's, like, not... Like, you know, with the women who don't seem to be going, like, in a main event level or whatever, right? Like, it seems like... I think they just give Malcolm Bivens, like, random guys that they don't intend on pushing... But Malcolm Bivens has to do the best with it because I I would prefer if you kind of made Malcolm Bivens a fucking threat, you know what I mean? He's a funny guy, but you don't. I mean, and I I guess use his comedy ability in 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 whatever. But I I really think they should make Mel Malcolm Bivens a fucking threat. He's a really underrated fucking manager. He's done really good work in ROH. He did good work in Evolve. From you know you know you know what I mean. He's like he's a, he's a funny motherfucker. That guy, man. He's like one of the him and R J City are probably like 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 the two funniest wrestling accounts on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like you know like you know. Um. Yeah. So yeah, he he defeated a jobber, and then uh, Gr Grizzle Young Vets defeated Kushida and uh, Ruff. I thought Gargano was gonna cost them the match, right? I thought Gargano, was gonna, but again, they they pinned Leo Leon Ruff. But I'm glad that Grizzly Young Veterans are fucking getting kind of a, getting a push. Cause I, I like their presentation on NXT UK. I, I, I keep, because again, like, because like for some reason, whenever it's NXT UK guys, I always expect them to be put on the back burner for some of the, some of the stuff. But, like, they're actually, like, letting, uh, like, you know, they're actually letting Grizzly Young Vets actually get, like, some good victories and actually, like, progressing them as, like, a good a good tag team. You know what I mean? Like, a really, a really, really solid tag team. I hope they actually one time win the NXT titles. The, the, you know what I mean? Because they won the UK titles. But, you know, let's see, you know... Uh... Uh, Grizzle Young, yeah. So yeah, and then and then and then Gargano and Theory, um, Gargano and Theory, um, uh, they came afterwards and they attacked 
Kushida and Leon Ruff. And while Austin Theory's outside beating up Rush, um, Dexter Loomis is like, I guess they gotta insert this guy in every fucking feud. They gotta, they gotta fucking, you know, put this guy, you know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I would, I hope Kushida beats Gargano for the title. You know what I mean? Because, again, I wouldn't be surprised if they insert fucking... I don't know why they're inserting, but it was kind of random. Like, the way... You know, Austin Theory was looking like he just fucking saw Chris Hansen. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, no. It, 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 was a good, it was a good match. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm, I, I was kind of... I, I mean, I expected that Kushida and Ruff wouldn't really, you know, you know wouldn't really win you know, the, the tournament in general. But I thought they would kind of last longer than... You know what I mean? But... I mean, listen, give it to Grizzle Young Vets, man. You know what I mean? They're fucking, you know, dope. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, Tony Storm comes out. And I guess, you know, with the call, I was criticizing, you know, there's no really character with her. She doesn't get mic time. She got mic time, and she's putting over her accolades, and she wants, uh, you know, she wants uh, Io Shirai. So Io Shirai comes out, but then Mercedes Martinez comes out, and they, they attack, and then basically, you know, uh, her and Tony Storm are kind of stare each other down about who wants the title, but then Io Shirai kind of gets the best of them and does her moonsault on, on, on Mercedes Martinez. I thought you should have put Mercedes Martinez, you know, the thing is, you, you, you should have, like, uh, given the stone, the, the Robert Stone brand more credibility, you should have, ha- you should have had her, um, with him still, you know what I mean, just to give a manager some, like, you know, he has a tag team, and then now he has, you know, someone who's, who's like, a, r- a real credible threat, but that seemed like that storyline kind of finished, because Mercedes was called out for retribution, but then they, she went back to NXT, and now she's not with, you know, but again, I mean, who who, who, who gives a shit, really? I mean, about Robert Stonebrand, I don't know why I'm obsessing, I just hate when managers are misused in WWE for some reason, you know? I, I really, I really, really dislike that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to. I mean, listen, and Tony's. I, I mean, it was good to finally hear Tony Storm cut a fucking promo. Normally, she just has, you know. I, I mean, she did cut a promo like the week before as well, but like an actual promo by herself, whatever, right? And it wasn't like the best, but anything beats her having that like that that uh, what they refer to resting bitch face. You know what I mean? Like she always looks like she's pouting. You know what I mean? Like her face is stuck like that sometimes. Like how my face is always. Something like that because I, you know, I'm my life's been an utter disappointment since I've been born. <laughs> but whatever, you know, um, that was that. Um, and then and th- there's an Imperium uh, a vignette where they're basically kind of hyping that like they're they're trying to get uh, world domination basically, and 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 they can't do it without the, um, them being united. And one so one by one they're kind of revealing revealing like while there's a narration going on like you see them like kind of talking whatever and then you kind of uh, and then then all then all of a sudden you see Walter kind of walk in in you know in the shadows kind of beside them kind of and and so like I guess Walter is coming and I'm I'm looking forward to this because there's a lot of fucking people that you can put Walter with Karrion Cross you can put him with Champa Thatcher. Oh my God! You can put him with uh, Adam Cole. I think that would be Kyle O'Reilly. That would be fucking. I think Kyle O'Reilly versus Walter would be insane. I I think they, they wrestled in the World's Collide thing, right? They, the, the Imperium did the fight. Uh, I think Imperium won too, right? Hold on a second. Let me see. Hold on a second. Uh, NXT World World Collide. Let me see. Again, sometimes you don't fucking realize 
what um it was like you know yeah let me look at some of the matches that were done with this because again i remember um you know there was uh Was it January 2020? Worlds Collide? It was... Hold on, let me see the matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imperium, yeah, Imperium did win in the 2021, yeah. This was Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. DIY versus... Uh, Mustache Mountain. And Jordan Devlin won the Cruiserweight... Yeah, that's why he won the Cruiserweight title there. Finn Balor defeated Elijah Dragunov. Elijah Dragunov. There was like, yeah, again, there was a series of them in 2019 as well, where uh, Harper, in, in, in 2019, Harper fought Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, you know, um, they defeated Sanity. Uh, Undisputed Air defeated Sanity. Tyler Breeze defeated Roderick Strong. The second night was Tyler 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 Bate versus Brian Kendrick, Flash Flash Morgan Webster Mark Andrews defeated Arian Davari and Mike Canellis, Legero Legero defeated Grand Metalik and uh, Albert Hardy, Junior. Which oh uh, ACH I forgot he was Albert Hardy in there, forgot his name was Albert. Har yeah I forgot that they named him uh, Albert Hardy. If kind of you know. He's been, by the way, he's been, he's been, uh, like, you know, killing it on, you know, on MLW, by the way. Then there's Candice LeRae. Okay, yeah, I, I don't need to go through all this shit, but, you know, it just. Yeah, they did it. I thought they only did, like, one or two of these, but they did a couple of them, didn't they? Yeah, uh. Yeah, well, Velveteen Dream defeated Tyler Bate in 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 the in the, in the in the finals of that, you know. Yeah, they did a couple of these in two thousand nineteen and stuff like that, you know. But yeah, so okay, and then uh, what happened with um, yeah, so they did Imperium, and then Braun. I guess again, I don't know if what those uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott thing is going. He's like kind of teasing a heel turn. Has he kind of become heel? But he had a good match with Bronson Reed where he's working on his shoulder and all that kind of shit. I thought they're trying to get him out of like the cruiserweight picture and trying to make him maybe go beyond that with with Bronson Reed. But ultimately Bronson Reed Breed won with that huge splash. That looks really impressive too. Like he gets some really good velocity and fucking height on that for like a guy his size, right? But then, like, him and, uh, he, he was having a kind of a stare down with Scott. So, I don't know if they're teasing an alliance or whatever. But, like, yeah, they, they, and they also did a vignette for Thatcher and fucking Ciampa. Basically, basically having a seat together one by one, kind of, like, like he, Ciampa's talking and then talking about what the, about, like, you know, toughness and all that fucking shit. Then Thatcher comes in. Then he fucking, you know, ex expands upon what was going on. Basically, again, it's a good. It's it's like it's like when Joe and Balor fucking teamed up for the Dusty Classic. You know what I mean? They're probably gonna have these guys win it, and I wonder if it's gonna turn into a feud again or if it's gonna just turn into an actual fucking tag team. But I mean, you might as well put Champa in a fucking tag team. I I still wonder when he's gonna be when he's gonna get revenge for going against Cross. You know what I mean? Um, but whatever. Um, and then ba Balor and Kyle 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 O'Reilly were gonna face uh, um, Birch and Lorkin, 
who they did beat. And they're teasing, like, can these guys get along? You know, again, everything has to be, can these guys get along? But, you know, I mean, they had a fight, they had a battle together. So, of course, you got to ask that question. But they did a really good fucking job. It was a really good fucking match. And, you know, afterwards, Pete Dunne and them attacked. Uh, Pete Dunne and them attacked fucking uh, um, like, uh, Finn Balor and all that shit, whatever. And then Adam Cole and uh, Adam Cole and uh, Roderick Strong came out. And then they're kind of posing with... Uh, with Adam, with uh, with Finn Balor, so I wonder if like there's gonna be like is this a whole like like face thing like this baby face thing? Is it gonna lead to like Bal like you know them kind of becoming heels again because you know what I mean they're trying to trick Balor in that you know they're they're actually good people and all that kind of shit or are they? Because again, it's just weird because like you know without Bobby Fish there, it just seems fucking weird. But it just it just looked uh, it just looked I don't know. Overall, it was a good fucking episode. You know what I mean? It was it was a good episode of NXT. They actually got they were close this week with the ratings. Yeah. So no, I I mean, so like yeah. So it just again this whole time I was I was under the impression that we, we, it, was a, it was a Dusty Rhodes Classic match. I was under that I was under that impression that we're getting a Dusty Rhodes Classic match and all that type of stuff. But I go, oh shit, this is Balor and Kyle O'Reilly because Strong and Adam Cole are teaming for that, right? And I'm like, Birch and Lorkin, or, you know what I mean? So I'm guessing they're going to get a title match or something like that. Because, I mean, you beat the champions. You're going to get a title match, obviously. So I wonder if, like, you know... Like, I, I, I don't want to say that he's going to join the Undisputed Era. Obviously, that would be stupid. But it just seems like something's going on. I, I keep thinking, are the uh, Undisputed Era going to turn on Kyle O'Reilly? Does Adam Cole get turned on? Or or does... Uh, or, 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 or do they just turn back... Do they all just turn back heels again? Cause I don't even know where Bobby Fish is. I don't know. If, I, I think he's injured again. I think he's injured. I don't know, man. The guy's he's, he's older than the rest of these guys, so you know, I I I hope he's okay and shit like that. But I I don't I don't know where where where, where it was going. But overall, the action on both shows were fucking pretty good. I still think uh, Dax versus Jungle Boy was probably the match of the fucking night. Um, you know what I mean? I, I I again, I didn't really expect much from it, really. You know what I mean? Because again, the feud wasn't kind of dry for me. But then. Yeah, you know I mean Jungle Boy. I I hope they keep the momentum going with that type of shit. You know what I mean. Anyway, listen, SmackDown's gonna start soon, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm well, it's starting now actually, but I'm gonna come. I'll come back probably like later tonight, maybe tomorrow, and I will uh do uh you know a review, and I'll I'll do a a review of uh. You know, not 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 a, a preview of Royal Rumble. With my predictions, as well as filling out the post wrestling bracket that I do every year, which is kind of fun. I never really win. I I'm always way off because I can never again. Because again, this this year I'm even more confused because now now I got see I go is CM Punk returning? Is Brock Lesnar returning? Is is Goldberg returning? Like is Goldberg gonna be in the Rumble? Like you know what I mean? So you you got so many different fucking variables. Of that shit, so I I don't know who to choose because again, because um, again the, the options are always like the top three people you want who who you think are gonna win. Now uh, it was, normally it would have been Brian, Brian Goldberg, or like maybe Nakamura, but like now it's like okay, uh, what's it called? Uh, now it's Edge Goldberg or Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? It's like those three, I personally think Edge is gonna be eliminated by somebody. Who who's gonna maybe Seth Rollins maybe start a feud with Seth Rollins or something like that I don't know, 
But, you know, I again, we'll see what fucking happens. But it, it's confusing me. And then I'm wondering, is CM Punk going to be a surprise? You know, it, it really, 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 really fucks with your head. You know what I mean? It really fucks with your head not knowing what what is what. You know what I mean? And especially, you know, and again, to, for, for the honor code, I'm going to I'm gonna fill it out before they reveal that shit on backstage. Because, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I like, the part of it is me not knowing. I don't want to be a fucking cheat, a cheat to fucking put down the answers after I fucking find out. So I'm going to fucking do it before it's announced tomorrow. What the fucking, the, the number 30 person is going to be for the Rumble and who's going to be number one and two in the women's Rumble, you know? Anyways, listen, I'll I'll come back with more fucking stories, you know, talking about Denzel Washington's heel turn, you know, uh, Elizabeth Warren doing propaganda for, you know, it's, it's whatever. I, I, I probably give a half-ass analysis about it just to get it off my fucking chest. Anyways, I bid you adieu. All right, my the called. Uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. I mean, it, it was kind of a shitty one, but who gives a shit at this point, right? Anyways, take it easy.